You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. This is nice. This is not, I like you really far away. This is real nice. <laughs> I like this. I'm glad I didn't shave. They don't even know. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a special night for us. Uh, first of all, I want, I want to thank you all for coming out tonight. You know, for the fast, past few years, whenever we come out to Indy for Gen Con, we do two Glass Cannon live shows. And uh, for the past few years, we've done them at Helium Comedy Club. And what happens is we always have to have that second show be uh, a matinee because of the way these clubs are booked. We can only do the matinee, and matinees fucking suck. <laughs> I hate them. I hate everything about it. All the blue hairs in the audience, all these sober sallies. <laughs> all our elderly fans are the ones who show <laughs> up. Just looking at us all smiling. It's like being in church. <laughs> I don't like it. So I said, all right, we got to do something different this year. I want, I want a Friday night Drunk, sexy crowd. <laughs> Want some people who are ready to get rowdy. And uh, I said, what can we do? How can we do something different? Ah, we need to do a different show. We got to do a different live show. Give away the tickets for the most part. 15 bucks, come on. <laughs> I spent that at Starbucks twice today. Uh, <laughs> And I said, all right, what if we did uh, another show? We'll, uh, we'll do uh, a show playing uh, a different game. Uh, we'll play the best role-playing game ever created, Call of Cthulhu. It is objectively the best role-playing game ever created. D&D can eat my ass. <laughs> because then at least someone <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I'd enjoy that. I don't know. That gentleman disagrees. <laughs> I uh, Pathfinder's cool though. Those guys are cool. They give us money sometimes. Uh, but Call of Cthulhu, or cock, as I call it, <laughs> is pound for pound the best RPG in the bits. One of the hardest RPGs. It's one of the hardest. <laughs> Most rigid RPG systems in the business. <laughs> the rules are pretty rigid, though. They're That's very the thing. <laughs> Unflinchingly rigid. And this veiny. Why are the rules contract. veiny? Anyways, 
That wasn't enough, though. We couldn't just play the best role-playing game system ever created. I had to dig deep and assemble the craziest crew that we have ever assembled. And then I was like, shit! Matthew's going to be disappointed if I don't invite him. Even though it'll be a worse show with him. And then he got sick, and so it worked out great. Um... Anyways, uh, we, we have a, a pretty wild crew tonight. We have two of the founders, Skid and Joe, of course. And then we have uh, three quarters of our uh, crew for uh, a little show called Time for Chaos. Any Time for Chaos fans out there? Time for Chaos stars, uh, I'm in it, uh, Nora, Kate, Rob, and one of the most talented, wonderful human beings in the world, a guy by the name of Ross Bryant. You know Ross Bryant? We miss you, Ross. Sadly, Ross couldn't be here. I was begging. I was like, come on, man. And uh, so I had to replace him with a great deal of talent and wonderfulness in Skid, and then I I made Joe do it as well. Um, (laughs) He didn't want to do it. Joe... You lumpy old bag of stale donuts. <laughs> Can you tell these people why you hate this game so much? I don't hate you this game so much. You hate it. If I went back and looked at the emails and I was like, dude, we're going to do Call of Cthulhu. You're like, I don't want to dress in the 1920s. I don't know if they had cell phones back then. <laughs> <laughs> what is your problem with this era? I just hate it. I hate improv in the 1920s, everybody walks around like, oh, sorry, you got a smart ass, huh? And they're like, there's no other way to talk. I don't know how to have any variety. And there's, and there's no cell phones, which really, how are you supposed to call the police? <laughs> you don't. You don't. He's obviously never watched Time for Chaos. <laughs> we don't talk like that, really. Have you not watched it? No, Time for Chaos is wonderful. Um, we gave you your own table because... Uh, I didn't want your luck infecting anyone else. <laughs> so I realized I didn't even realize I had my own table until this moment. Yeah, we didn't want to. I like the setup it. though. It feels like a game show. <laughs> I know this is awesome. <laughs> and uh, our next bachelorette, uh, Nora. I don't think there is anyone in our industry that plays more high-profile Call of Cthulhu actual plays than you. And holy shit, do you lean into this? Oh my god! Like nobody's business. She was so incredible today. Yeah, who was at the Modern Show today? Holy shit! Oh my god! What is it about this game uh, that that gets your teeth wet? She doesn't understand that reference. Um, for this game, I don't. I mean, I love role playing games, but for Cthulhu, I think there's something about being in a sort of semi real world. Uh, playing very squishy characters in, and I have to say this, and I'm not like pandering to you guys. I'm being very honest when I say this. I, I pander to them. Okay. <laughs> I, I love gaming with Glass Cannon because I can totally be such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Let your freak flag fly. Yeah, I love it. You guys are very yes and the shit out of that, and I yeah. appreciate you all for it. That goes for the audience, too. Someone got pregnant in one of our live shows. They earlier. did. They sure did. Anyways, that's they not sure confirmed. Did, did you it name it is. after me? It kind of is. Who knows? So you might meet your future problem tonight. Um, <laughs> Skid, <laughs> you are still 
<laughs> it's very true. You're still dipping your toe into the uh, Call of Cthulhu pool, but correct me if I'm wrong. You are loving this game. Oh, my God, yeah. I think today was my first ever time playing actual traditional Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> and uh, I did have a very good time. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. kind of like the dice are there. Obviously, we're going to roll some dice tonight. We have dice, but there's just so much else going on. And I think it really plays, I mean, certainly plays yeah. to our strengths as a network. But for oh, you, yeah. this is you. You just would love if we never rolled dice. Oh, no. But I do. I love the system, too. Like, I love the way skills work and everything. I, I just, I love percentile systems. Like, I always have. Like, the Palladium stuff and everything. So, yeah, this is great. I love it. And in the setting and everything is is. Yeah, I think we need to get Skid. What do you think? Should we get Skid on some more Call of Cthulhu? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Legacy is canceled. Well, uh, yeah. well, he can't. I can't put him on another show without taking one away. I only have so much time. I <laughs> the guy's got a life outside of Glass Cannon. <laughs> Kate, correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine a few years ago when you were sitting at home with long, curly blue hair and probably ten less tats than you have now, you were picturing that one day you would be playing Call of Cthulhu in front of 500 people in the worst city in the Midwest. (laughs) (laughs) Am I right? I mean, it was all a dream at one point, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's really the worst one. I want to defend Uh, Indianapolis really quickly. (laughs) I like Indianapolis a lot. I always like coming here. Carry on. It's true. Yes. Uh, no, Kate, are you, are you excited? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should I be? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait really to excited. play I this sound... one character this one time and just do whatever I want with them and not care what happens to them, but kind of care, but not care. It's going to be fun. Kate is admittedly in a weird mood tonight. Um, I'm feeling a little chaotic. She was doing some stuff backstage that I've never seen before. Yep. Uh, so we should get ready for that. Um, and finally, let me tell you about a guy named Rob Kirkovich. Uh, let me tell you something about this son of a bitch. Yes, Rob is quickly becoming a mainstay on the Glass Cannon Network, and we played a bunch of games together, he and I and him and the other guys. But the last time Rob and I were on stage together was December, I think it was December, maybe November of 1995. Oh, my God. When we were in a high school production of Twelfth Night. Okay? And this is very important. You know, we're still pro- talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> we, I think we talked about this on Time for Chaos, but as I was thinking about, uh, you know, intros and whatnot, I was like, holy shit, that is the last time we have shared a stage. Whoa. And that was a Sunday matinee, of course. Shitty old matinee. <laughs> And this is what happened. I played Duke Orsino. Oh, it's, I can't uh, wait for this. If music be the food of love, play on. That whole bullshit. I open the show. I do that. And then, of course, our director was like, we should add a uh, fencing scene in no, here. No, 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 no. <laughs> that was our idea. That was our plan? Yeah. That does sound Because right, we right. loved kung fu movies. That's true. <laughs> and we tried to jam a kung fu scene into it's a Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah, there were some <laughs> kicks. There were no kicks. It was just, we went to the director and we were like, may I? Please, yes. We went to the director and we were like, we've got a great idea. A sword fight. And the director's like, okay, when? And because my character was not Duke Orsino. Was that your character? Duke Orsino, yeah. Yeah, I was Valentin or something. Yep. Who stood in the background for the first scene and somewhere like two-thirds came in and said there was like a message. 
That was my part in that play. <laughs> and so he's like, well, you guys are only on stage um, for the first five minutes. And we're like, that's when it's going to happen. We're going to do it. For sort of <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, uh, sure. And so, uh, Troy, if you, you can continue if you want. Well, we can uh, bebop and scat this together because we had practiced this and did it maybe a hundred times. We had these blunted old metal blades that they were probably using in the theater department since the 1960s. Uh-huh. Uh, never been cleaned. And... Uh, Rob had like an overhand slash or Hold something. On. <laughs> I'm not blaming you. We're going to rewind time for a second. We got 30 minutes to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. This is the show. This is the show. <laughs> as, as is tradition in a high school play, the real reason you do it is the cast party. Okay? In our community, that meant sleepover. Okay? The whole cast and crew. Everybody. Yep. Sleeping over. Someone's house. I don't remember where it was that time. Probably I do. Salem. Something like that. Yeah. Troy decided to pay attention to a girl uh, that potentially... I don't know if you paid attention to her at all up until that cast party. Yeah, I don't know. You spent a lot of... (laughs) I can't tell if this is like, I don't remember this, or I'm going to kill you. Um, Probably a little of both, but I really don't remember this. this, Again, my recollection, feel free to correct me. Troy talks to this girl all night. Okay, because I do. Part of the cast I now, I now it, remember. It's this. coming to you now. <laughs> Let me roll a sanity check. All night. She was a very nice girl. Uh, talks to her all night. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get anywhere. We're all shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Find out the next words. Like, what happened with you and so and so? Nothing. Okay. But what didn't happen was him sleeping. So cut to us doing this rehearsed sword fight. Dude, I totally forgot this was the reason. This I was, was the up reason. all night. I do. I don't know what it is, like form four, whatever the fuck. I come over the top, and he's supposed to do this. He's supposed to block up high. And as I'm coming over the top, he just looks at me. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. Didn't even attempt to block it. Didn't even attempt, just like. And he cut my Almost face like inquisitive. open. like inquisitive. Like, like you're asking a question with your eyes. Like This blade hit me right under the eye and cut me wide open. Got him. Right it was like that accidental scene in Seven Samurai, which is like blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it up. happens, and then that's the end. like that happened on like the last stroke of the fight, and then my character in the scene is like, "Well, goodbye." Yep. And so I, I see me hit one of my best friends in the face with a blunted <laughs> saber, and he's just like, and then I'm like, "Good, good day." <laughs> I'm out. Guy cuts me open like a tauntaun stomach, and I'm just gushing gushing blood. And I have, like, a scene and a half left on stage. And we were were terrified of this. This director was great. He instilled a lot of good principles. But we were scared to death of this man. (laughs) And we were wearing these, like, Elizabethan costumes that, again, probably from the 60s, in great condition. And Troy's face has opened up. And he has to sit down and do, if music be the food of love, play on. Do it. And he's, he's leaning over like extra hard so that the blood doesn't drop onto his tights and all the stuff. So he's like, and, and I'm backstage immediately in front of the girl who I've loved for three years. <laughs> weeping. Sobbing. <laughs> I cut his face off and oh my God. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. Okay, listen, I'm way more excited for tonight now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and... 
<laughs> they put Troy's a revenge. They put a Band-Aid on it and some pancake makeup, and we finished the show. Oh, my God. So tonight's the rematch. Tonight's the rematch. rematch. I remember every move. Yeah. Two men enter. One man leaves. <laughs> I am so excited for this. Uh, they really don't know a whole lot about what's happening. Uh, they've come up with some character concepts, and I'm throwing them into an adventure that I've half written and half making up on the spot and probably half stolen from other places. <laughs> so let me give you the uh, sort of introduction here uh, and let you know what you're in for. You've all been invited to a dinner party. A dinner party that's being hosted by uh, an eccentric millionaire in his home just off the island of Nantucket. There's like a small little island near Nantucket. This is where he lives. Maybe he owns the island. In addition to being uh, eccentric, he's a bit of a recluse as well. As far as anyone knows, he doesn't keep any close acquaintances or have any living relatives. Uh, He was a medical doctor uh, for a long time in his younger years. And uh, medical doctor fans up there. And uh, okay, it's good we have a doctor in the house. Two people passed out at our show last night. Um, <laughs> oh, did they really? Yeah, it's because that's how we fucking party at the Glasgow <laughs> Network. Uh, no, I hope they're okay. Uh, he was a medical doctor. He found some success. He uh, helped to develop the cholera vaccine. Okay, and that put him on the map. Then a series of other successes and developments along the way gave him the money to begin investing, and he was one of the major shareholders in Rockefeller's Standard Oil Company. So when Rockefeller sold that in 1897, he cashed in. And now he's just got more money uh, than, like, everybody except six people in the United States. Um, But as far as anyone knows, he's, he's retired now. And he's rumored to have investments all over the world that have supplied him with what appears to be an endless amount of money. He's kind of like a a great Gatsby meets a Willy Wonka uh, type figure. And his name is Henry Clifton, Dr. Henry Clifton. And from time to time, Dr. Clifton will throw these dinner parties, these exclusive dinner parties where guests are whisked away to his island. Wined and dined, and and there's always stories that they return back home laden with all these lavish gifts uh, that he bestows upon his guests as a token of his appreciation for coming to visit and hang at his party. Obtaining an invite is always an unusual affair, as well as people will receive these handwritten notes from Dr. Clifton, citing that they have been chosen to attend. He's known to bring people from all walks of life, and it seems like his upbringing and his adult life has kind of made it hard or or maybe even impossible for him to form any real relationships. So uh, it seems like on his road to success, he doesn't have a lot of close people in his life, so he invites a bunch of randos to his house to party. Each of you, for some reason or other, have received an invite to this party. And one by one, you arrive at a dock in Hyannisport, Massachusetts. Hyannisport. Hyannisport. Ready to board a private boat across the Nantucket Sound to a small little island right off the coast. Let's say you arrive one by one. Rob, you arrive first. Who are you playing? What is their name? What do they look like? Tell us what you know. Uh, my, my name is Carnegie, and I'm a... That's it. <laughs> Just Carnegie. Uh, and I'm a butler um, in his late 40s, uh, seemingly uh, just over everything. Um, just over it. Uh, doesn't really know why he's been invited, since he tends to be the one doing the, the buttling. Um, 
signing, you know, sending the invitations and whatnot. So there's part of him that's a little excited that maybe someone's going to, you know, wait on him for once. <laughs> um, but uh, he's very fastidious. He's wearing clothes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so the, the master storyteller at work. <laughs> That's me, why we let, love. Let me cook, guys. I can He's got see clothes. it so vividly in my mind. I can fucking see it. Like, it's crazy. Some of those clothes are pants. <laughs> <laughs> Take it from there. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why they called me. Carnegie. All right, so Carnegie the butler arrives, perhaps looking right. to unbuttle away from his life. Yeah. Uh, Kate, then your uh, character shows up. What do we know about this person? This person is named Amelia Hawthorne. Uh, she's got nice mid-length uh, red wavy hair. Uh, she's a dilettante. She is a Nepo baby. Her dad is famous, and she just kind of does whatever she wants with her life. She's been married before, is now divorced, mid-30s, um, and she's recently joined one of those new fad cults, you know, in the upper echelon, what they do. They just get bored and join a cult. Um, so that's her deal. She's not very surprised that she was invited to such an exclusive event. Uh, she's used to this. Maybe she even expected it a little. Um, and, yeah, she's ready to have a, a wonderful evening. Amelia. 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 Skid, I'm going to come back to you. Okay. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, so let's... <laughs> the emails, when Troy emailed everybody, is like, what's everyone thinking? And you know, I think Tr Skid was probably the last one to email. Yep. And he, the email came and I was like, of course. <laughs> we'll save Skid for the end. Uh, we'll flip it back to Joe. Joe, who, uh, who are you playing when they arrive at the, the dock? Uh, you see a strikingly handsome gentleman. You love arrive. playing handsome people. <laughs> well, it's a fantasy. <laughs> I want to be myself. <laughs> Literally, everyone you play, it always starts, he's really handsome. And they all have will. really high dexterity. <laughs> so, an incredible luck. <laughs> incredible luck. <laughs> now, I wish I could spend some luck in real life. All right, so, uh, yeah, you see this strikingly handsome gentleman in a tuxedo. Uh, standing aboard the boat, maybe one hand on the rail, looking out at the sea as the wind, salty wind, hits his face. He's got a classy mustache. His dark oh. black hair is slicked back, parted at the side. He's sipping on a cocktail, has a faint smile on his face uh, because he is so happy because he's so rich. <laughs> <laughs> He has become rich by, uh, he is one of the first national, if not global, cinema superstars. He is a silent film star, <laughs> and his name is Weston Hooker. <laughs> he is the grandson of Major General Joseph Hooker. Wow. Just Union amazing. general in the Civil War. And he has taken this uh, pedigree and taken it to Los Angeles, where he's found a career as a silent film star, action star. Weston Hooker. Weston Hooker. I like him. Nora. <laughs> Who arrives next? You see before you Lady Elvira, Countess of Rostingham-Beckingshire. <laughs> Wed, of course, to Lord Reginald Rostingham-Beckingshire. 
Rosting Ham Bexonshire. Excuse me, how could I forget? Um, <laughs> she is a slender woman in her early 40s, uh, very smartly dressed. She has uh, very perfectly coiffed blonde hair, green eyes, and uh, she has this fox fur stole wrapped elegantly around her shoulders. But you can see uh, she has, uh, with her gloved hand, kind of... Uh, hiding the mouth of this fox because on her way here she has found that uh, one of the fox's canines has chipped and God forbid anybody see such an embarrassing display of... of, of uh, uh, <laughs> I, I have the vapors. <laughs> um, Lady Elvira, as if anybody who obviously knows Lady Elvira... Uh, would know that she is on husband number three, uh, the first of her two husbands who have passed away in very mysterious circumstances. <laughs> she was once wed to Lord Wesley of Wixelbury and late, <laughs> the late Lord Humphrey von Heiden Frumpen von Strauss. <laughs> <laughs> and Troy, I will, I will note that as you were describing our, our, uh, Dr. Henry Clifton here, I made the note, future husband number four, question mark? <laughs> He's very old. Uh, Skid. <laughs> take it home. Just, just take it home. <laughs> you see a man uh, wearing a sort of brown three-piece tweed suit and a big, like, kind of floppy uh, newsboy hat. Uh, he's standing there. He's got a big cigar and a glass of scotch. And he's been alternating between glasses of scotch and hot dogs uh, <laughs> the entire trip. He is a little bit heavy set, but still athletic looking. And in fact, he is a professional athlete. And his name is George Herman Ruth. Uh, <laughs> although he's known professionally as Babe, so most people call him Babe Ruth. <laughs> right? When Skid said he was playing Babe Ruth, I knew it was going to be a good night. <laughs> well, you all. <laughs> oh, boy. Carnegie, Amelia, Weston, Lady Elvira, and Babe Ruth. <laughs> arrive at this dock oh, in Hyannisport. And... Uh, you see the crew is getting the boat ready and the captain comes out to greet you. Ah! What, what do I talk like? Hey, what's up? I'm the captain. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Captain uh, Jimmy Gloucester. <laughs> Jimmy Gloucester. I'm your captain tonight. And, uh, well, I wish the weather was a little nicer this evening, but uh, it should be smooth sailing across the sound. Uh, it's my understanding you have a dinner starting in uh, like an hour or so. So uh, once my guys finish loading up these boxes, we'll uh, we'll shut off, we'll shove off and head to Mister Clifton's place. All right, make yourself comfortable. Find a room that you <laughs> like. Jimmy Glosser. You can call me Jimmy, James, Captain J, Captain G, whatever you want. You can just get on the fucking boat. <laughs> Introductions took a long time. And I shall he, do no such thing. <laughs> you see a, a, a group of six seamen uh, loading boxes onto the hull. Yep, nice said seamen. And uh, 
You do see that what they've got this like they're struggling with this huge box that's like ten feet wide, ten feet tall. Uh, they're like like three or four guys are trying to push it up a gangplank to get it on the ship, and they're struggling. They look at each other and they're figuring out something, and finally they like get some wheels underneath it and they push this uh, box up. And uh, yeah, they're like, uh, "Come on, whatever you're ready, just uh, hop on the boat." All right. Very well. So you get on the boat. We get on the boat. <laughs> and uh, the boat ride begins, and it's pretty boring, but I imagine you guys want to take some time to get to know each other. These are It's pretty obvious that you are the five guests for this evening. You don't see any other guests. Everybody else is uh, obviously a crew member or, or Captain Jimmy. Um, yeah, do you, do you guys chat at all, or is it a, a pretty quiet, uneventful boat ride that gets no, us right Carnegie, to the mansion? Carnegie once walks up to... Uh, Babe Ruth. Which <laughs> <laughs> is definitely what I thought I was going to say tonight. <laughs> uh, I, I'm so sorry, sir. I've been staring at you since you came aboard, and I feel compelled to say something to you. I, I would kick myself if I didn't. You have a large chunk of hot dog <laughs> on your left lapel. Oh! <laughs> Hey, thanks there, Winchester. I didn't see that there. Ah, little dessert. I watched a bunch of videos of Babe Ruth like talking, and that is how he laughed. It's like... So get ready for a lot of that. So he's just like, nom, 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 nom. It's just like, oh boy, sure I'll have a freak fighter. Hey, if you're going over to the bar, fetch me another scotch or two, will you? And a beer. And oh, no, another no, no, no. cigar. I don't... Uh, and I... maybe two more hot dogs. <laughs> I know how it looks, but I am not here to serve this evening. I, for once, am a guest. And I will act as such. Oh, sorry. I got thrown off my outfit there, Winchester. It's the name is... I don't know where that came from. <laughs> What's your name there, son? It's Carnegie. Carnegie? Well, you should be... You should own the boat if your name's Carnegie. <laughs> oh, not one of those. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, well, I tired of, of talking to you. <laughs> Amelia walks up to Carnegie. And she says, Excuse me, sir, can I please... Another martini. Oh, yes, no, no. I can see how it could be confusing, given <laughs> the small tuxedo I'm wearing. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I am also... I'm a guest like you, so... <laughs> yes. Here, she just hands you her empty That's glass. Wonderful. Walks away. <laughs> All right. This is the funniest butler I think I've ever seen. I know. He's got quite the sense of humor. <laughs> and then Carnegie just... You should like, keep I'll, it down, though. I'll get right on that. And Thank he just you. walks away and then just, like, throws the glass <laughs> out the window. Lady Elvira takes uh, one of those... I don't know what they're called, but, like, those long things that they put a cigarette on the end of because... Cigarette holders. Cigar- cigarette things. As we call them in Baltimore, I mean, I... I think it's a cigarette holder. <laughs> I looked it up. It's called a cigarette holder. I do it. I do it. Wikipedia. I do it. And what does it do? Uh, she <laughs> takes it up and she. <laughs> what does it do? Well, let's look, let's look into that. <laughs> uh, and she's she's kind of scanning around to see who's going to light her cigarette because, uh, God forbid, a woman uh, in the 1920s should light her own cigarette. Excuse me. <laughs> Would you like a light? Oh, yes, please. Thank you. I was, <laughs> and I was, he I was <laughs> waiting. 
Would you mind if I join you? Oh, not at all. And he takes out a smoke, puts it in, lights it up. Seems it's a beautiful chaotic. night. <sighs> Nantucket. <laughs> Nantucket's really not my place that I like to summer. Where do you like to summer? Uh, actually, Nantucket. <laughs> I, can, I can tell already that this evening is going to be full of wonderful conversation. Well, I was born in this area, raised around here, and it's nostalgic to come home. But I spend most of my time in Los Angeles. What about you? Uh, How across quaint. the pond? Well, I mean, originally, yes, but because of my husband's business and uh, because he's not currently doing so well, uh, health-wise, as far as money goes, he's doing very well indeed. Um, he, we like to... Uh, you know, hobnob here and there and make our presence known in society. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, it's uh, a... Pl- Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Is that Babe Ruth? <laughs> I, Look, I, right I don't understand the question. Do you, have you not heard of Babe Ruth? What is... What is a Babe Ruth? <laughs> Come with me. Is it Come a babe? Me. Is it a child? <laughs> Come with me. You'll enjoy that. You'll love this. Will I? Excuse me, um, Mr. Mr. Ruth. Yeah. Um, sorry, I... Um, uh, Wes Hooker, I, I recognize oh, hey. you. No, I know you. I recognize you from the picture shows. <laughs> oh, my... <laughs> I saw. I know you're you're a great, a great, great big fan. Yeah, the, I, we always laughed at your name, Hooker. But it's like, hey, let's, let's go see one of those Hooker movies. <laughs> you know, we are talented. Lou Gehrig. I played that work with a guy named Lou Gehrig. Didn't find it funny. Loves his mother. Healthy as a horse. <laughs> He'll live forever, surely. He's, he keeps really takes really good care of himself. Better than me. Healthy as a horse. <laughs> He'll live forever. Don't sell yourself short, Mr. Ruth. Mr. Gehrig is quite impressive, but you, uh, Lady Elvira, uh, he, is, he is the best, the best baseball player in all of America. Uh, the guy with the Bambino. You can feel free to, Duchess. Are you a person of notoriety? Well, sorry, I didn't catch that. Are you a person of notoriety? I am a person, and uh, I don't know what notoriety means, but I can sure smack a baseball 100 miles. Lady Elvira, have you ever been to a baseball game? Well, no. Is it is it similar to to a fox hunt? Oh. <laughs> sure. It's you like a fox been, hunt. <laughs> you have been robbed of an experience, an incredible experience. Well, I I've had a lot of experience in my life, but uh, I can't say that uh, baseball is one of them. Now oh, I like this. It's kind of funny watching a lady of such character hanging out with a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ruth, I know you can pitch. I know you can hit. I didn't know you were this witty. Hey, you know, I keep my teammates rolling all, all over the clubhouse, according to Wikipedia. It's incredible. Hey. Can I, please, it would be my honor, can I buy you a scotch? Ah, oh, of course. You can buy me three, if you like. Lady Elvira, would you like anything? Uh, yes, I would love a gin fitness, please. We'll be right back. And I'll have a... <laughs> yeah. Oh, Amelia, oh, yeah. I didn't realize we had company. Yeah, we walk over, we hear the commotion. Hello. Oh. I blend into the background often. <laughs> I'm not sure who this man is following me around, but mm, Amelia Hawthorne, pleasure to meet you all. 
Chant. <laughs> you might have heard of my father, Robert Hawthorne. Robert Hawthorne? Yeah. That is your father. My father. Mm-hmm. I've heard of I him. I had a very nice summer me. with him once. <laughs> yeah. He's very famous. For I obviously know exactly what he does. <laughs> However, for the interest of conversation, tell me everything. Well, <laughs> if you don't really know, he is one of the most famous movie stars in Hollywood. Oh. Yeah. Those are the, the pictures that move. Yes, the pictures yes. that move. What a silly trend. Yes, so silly. Mm-hmm. Yes, it won't last. Do you? And when it lasts, then everyone will go on strike. <laughs> it's fine. It's all great. <clears throat> huh? And, I can tell and, you that your father's talents go far beyond the silver screen. Oh. Oh, please tell me more. Oh, maybe after a few of these drinks once they arrive. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first to tell me more. Um, oh. Sir, hello. Um, what Who's throwing like mud around here? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Captain uh, Jimmy Gloucester comes down at an appropriate time, like now. Sure. <laughs> and says, uh, hey, listen, uh, it, it's, uh, the weather's getting pretty shitty. Uh, <laughs> you guys should uh, hang out here in the cabin. We've got to move some boxes around. And uh, so just, you know, you can keep your drinks and whatnot, but uh, you should, like, sit and do... Oh. And the boat like shakes oh, a little bit. Oh, oh. Okay, so I, I'm sure it's nothing. I, this wasn't a part of the forecast, uh, but yeah, whatever. We're, we'll be there in like 35 minutes, so just uh, you know, uh, just don't don't go wandering above deck for a little bit and uh, try to try to stay seated. If Are you all can. these boxes for our, our, our dinner later? Like, what is the holdup? They 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 belong to Mister Clifton. He's a uh, he's a uh, he's an odd duck. He uh, collects uh, a lot of uh, eccentric things, uh, even animals. He's got a Ooh. veritable uh, menagerie over there. Of, oh. uh, I brought a fucking giraffe there once. Wow! Really? Yeah. Is oh, there giraffe. a Mrs. Clifton? What's that? Is there a Mrs. Clifton? Mrs. Clifton? No, I, I think he lives by himself. Just him and uh, his staff. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, Is there yeah. a Mrs. Giraffe? <laughs> yeah. I I don't believe so. Uh, as long as there's no illegal breeding going on. We uh, yeah no we only brought one. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, I, I've never actually met him. Uh, I just we we go there and we drop the stuff off or we drop off the visitors. But uh, we always get paid handsomely. Always extra. He's a very generous man. Obviously, he throws these parties for complete strangers. But uh, oh shit, I gotta oh. go back and check on the weather. It's good. Do some more role playing. At that point, uh, Wes Hooker returns with some drinks and uh, hands a scotch to uh, Mr. A gin fizz for you. Hey! And then he stops. Weston. Amelia. Oh. Uh, Are you too good to bring back a drink for me? I'm sorry I didn't know that you were coming to this particular event. I... Would have politely declined. <laughs> Delightful. Please, you don't go anywhere besides Nantucket. You would never decline. <laughs> Only out of respect. You see, uh, uh, Mr. Ruth, uh, Lady Elvira, uh, Amelia, and I were once wed. We oh! Uh, quite a scandal there. I'm married myself. Doesn't stop me from uh, playing around, though, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, he knows what you mean. <clears throat> How is your father? Oh, he's doing quite well. Excellent, 
Excellent. And mm. what brings you out here? I mean, it's the most exclusive ticket to dinner. Why wouldn't I be here? It's interesting, isn't it, that he invited both of us? Hmm. Maybe. He may be up to something. Maybe not. Maybe he just had an extra ticket and he knew you were always in town. I didn't realize we were getting dinner at a show. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. The Duchess has got spunk. <laughs> well, Obviously. you do look ravishing this evening. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, jumps in front of the compliment and yeah. intercepts it. <laughs> Sorry. And indeed you as well, Lady Elvira. <laughs> Uh, as you're uh, exchanging, Deion Sanders for inner in compliments. <laughs> as you're ex- exchanging not so pleasantries, uh, there's a sound like, uh, like almost like lightning. Uh, it sounds like it's splitting wood. You know that sound, like a crack. And uh, the boat actually goes almost completely horizontal. Everybody, give me a dodge roll to try oh, and maintain. Oh, dodge. Your footing. Yeah. I thought it was oh, just shit. an improv show tonight. Try and grab onto <laughs> something. Like, oh, we're playing a game. I forgot. Oh, no. Oh, I did it. <laughs> 67 over 40 for Yikes. West. 52 over 20. No. Uh, 91 over 35, which I think should be a little higher, but... <laughs> 4 over 17, that's a hard success. You have to get your sea legs. Okay. Um... 65 over 17. <laughs> she's, she's, I don't know. Right, if my, so can I walk? Is that a, an ability? I have? <laughs> Amelia, you're able to like brace yourself very quickly, but everybody else uh, falls to the floor as the boat goes horizontal, and you like hit your head. Uh, you don't have to take any damage, um, uh. but you're just like, whoa, and you start to get a little dizzy, and the captain's like yelling about the deck. And all of a sudden, boom, it moves again. Give me a second dodge roll. Oh, my whoa, God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are the we, boat's going so we, almost completely. Uh, it feels like it almost feels like it's being lifted off I mean, of the water. Uh, and j- m- most important question, did the drinks spill? If we they went everywhere. Yes, except for Amelia. Amelia was able to hold on to hers. Uh, 16 under 40. Okay. On the second dodge roll. Great. Nora? 34 over 20. Uh, 31 under 35. Great. Same. Four under 17. Whoa. 57 over 17. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Nora and Carnegie, you're just trying to get up and you get thrown to the other side of the boat and you'll actually take uh, one point of damage each as your head hits and you black out for a second. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, Amelia, Weston, and Babe Ruth, give me a spot hidden. <laughs> never not going to be funny. What is going on here? Uh, ooh, spot hidden. That's going to be... Oh, man. 32 over 25. 32 over 25. Babe? 22 <laughs> under 25. Oh, cool. I got a 77 over 25. All right. So th- there's like it, the commotion happens very quickly. You're getting tossed about, starting to stand up. Some of you are regaining your footing. Some of you get tossed and get knocked out. Babe, you look at the porthole of the boat and you see in a giant eyeball. Oh, my God. Looking in at the ship. Give me a sanity roll. Oh, I'm Whoa. seeing stuff. Uh, 005. 
Double under 55. 55. All right, you don't take any sanity damage. However, boom, the boat rocks again. Boom, it rocks again. You're all thrown back and forth. It jerks. It spins. It turns. You start to feel sick. Drinks are spilling everywhere. You hear screaming from above deck. Glass is shattering. Alcohol is mixing with this other weird, noxious smell. The bolt jolts again. You hear this like... Sound from outside, and you all get thrown headfirst towards the ceiling as the boat completely tips. Oh no! Poseidon Adventure. Oh no! Blackout. Oh boy. Thanks, guys. See ya. (laughs) In the blackout, I imagine each of you can faintly hear like talking. Sounds like a couple voices maybe overlapping. Uh, you feel yourself being tossed about like like pulled as well. You feel water washing over you, cold water. You taste strange tastes. And then one of you one of you wakes up. We'll say uh, Rob. Uh-huh. Carnegie wakes up. You wake up, and uh, probably for the first time in your life, you find yourself laying on a four-poster bed. Uh Oh. There's a a curtain surrounding you. Mm -hmm. You're laying on the bed, and and you you look down. You can't see the room that you're in because the curtains are drawn, and you're wearing night clothes Ah. that feel like they're made of uh, expensive, like satin, satin night clothes. Um, What do you do? Um, sort of luxuriate in it for a second. I mean, <laughs> I'm saying satin. Uh, and then... <laughs> We're talking satin? I uh, uh, then sit up and uh, give a little peek, peeky peek out through the Ebenezer Scrooge style. Yep. Looking for the ghost of Christmas present. <laughs> and uh, you don't see him, unfortunately, but uh, you do see a, a, a large bedroom, um... There's like a small divan, a few end tables, um, a closet. You also see your clothing that you were wearing, your little tuxedo, uh, all cleaned and neatly pressed, hanging uh, on hangers uh, next to a closet door. And uh, you also see a small, what looks like a handwritten note that's folded and placed on one of the end tables like a uh, place card. I'll read the note. I think that seems like... The right choice. You get up, you walk towards the note. You Don't pick, look at it! You pick it up. <laughs> <Baby. The notes. laughs> yeah, hey! He's I in mean, the bed next to me. The babe's <laughs> here to give me some advice. Don't look at that note! What's Carnegie's last name again? Unknown. Unknown. All right, so it says, Dear Mr. Carnegie, my sincerest condolences for your unfortunate trip across the sound! Exclamation point. Luckily, the gods of the sea delivered you safely to shore. I had my staff very discreetly change your clothing and clean what you came in with. Should you feel up to joining the party this evening, please get dressed at your leisure and join us in the dining room. Cordially yours, Henry Clifton, M.D. He called me Mr. (laughs) (laughs) Carnegie folds the, very gently folds the note and that's, he's keeping that. That's he's going to frame it. Says, wow. When he gets Gave home. Give me a title and everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll start putting on the uh, 
the, the tux, my tiny tux. One by one, the rest of you wake up in the exact same cir- circumstance. Four poster bed in like very expensive pajamas, night clothes. If you look past the curtain, you see your clothing, you see a note, same exact note with your last name instead of Carnegie's. What do each of you do? I look Lady for my cigarettes. There is a uh, cigarette case that does not belong to you, um, monochromed with your initials. You open it up, and it has the finest cigarettes you've ever seen, and you're rich. He takes one out, lights it, walks over to the note, and reads it. Dear Mr. Hooker. (laughs) (laughs) No, keep going. And so on. My sincerest condolences... For your unfortunate trip across the Sound, luckily the gods of the sea delivered you safely to shore. I had my staff very discreetly change your clothing and clean Joe, what you came in with. Joe's an underrated physical performer. It's, <laughs> it's really, <laughs> really? My God. That is a good cigarette. It's <laughs> a good ciggy. Uh, um, yes. Lady Elvira will slowly wake... This is why I hate Nantucket. What? This, this is why. What? This is why. What? What is the meaning of this? Where are my clothes? Where am I? Where's my gin? Help! Where's my gin? Help! <laughs> and she's not calling out for help. She's calling for the help. <laughs> oh. Help! Oh, must I do everything myself? She gets up very dramatically <laughs> to search for. <laughs> To just take in her surroundings. What do, do what, what do I see? Same exact thing. Your clothes, <laughs> neatly pressed. I mean, you have the finest clothes, and they're all cleaned, hanging on a hanger. Uh, but you feel like someone undressed you and, and did all this. It's going to be very violating. Uh, and the same note that I'm not going to read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is. This is. I need a drink. I need a drink. What are these? What is this? She's like feeling the thread count of this, whatever satin is she's in. You see a, a glass bottle with a stopper on top, uh, a bucket full of ice, and a couple of uh, beautiful crystal glasses. You pull off the stopper. You have that unmistakable floral scent of gin. I suppose for being traumatized, this makes up for it a little bit. And uh, we'll proceed to get back into her clothes. Amelia? Um, yeah, I think she maybe wakes up like, <gasps> um, gets out of bed, maybe looks at the note, tosses it aside, and she's like, hello, hello. Uh, doesn't hear anything, I guess, and just kind of sees her clothes, looks around the room. Is there anything like notable about the room she's in? No. Uh, although you do see... Uh a note uh, in addition to the... So, yes, there is. Slow down. Uh, oh, there's another note. A, a second note? note? <laughs> a second, second note, note in addition to the one from Mr. Clifton uh, from your father. Oh. What? I read that a bit more carefully and don't toss it aside. Uh, it's basically, uh, dearest daughter, uh, I understand you've been invited to one of Dr. Clifton's parties. He's an old acquaintance of mine. Unfortunately, it's come to my attention that Mr. Hooker will be in attendance as well. 
I would watch him. I don't care if you're associating with such folk. Yes. He wouldn't. I would watch him carefully. So this is very nice letter, uh, a very nice letter from Daddy. Um, but it's kind of weird because it wasn't given to me on the boat, but it's here in this room. Like, how long have we been out for? It's very unclear. That's the last thing you remember is being thrown about the boat. You first had your footing, and then it turned upside down, knocked out. Does this look like his handwriting? It does. Okay. Hmm. So very skeptical. Keeps the note, puts it in her pocket in her dress, and maybe exits the room now. Babe. (laughs) Your room has a couple extra things in it. Okay. There is a platter of the finest Frankfurters (laughs) you've ever seen. Four bottles of high-end single malt scotch. (laughs) A, uh, A dozen Cuban cigars. However, the suit that you wore to the party is not there. And instead, there's a cleanly pressed Red Sox uniform. (laughs) (laughs) Because as you know, there was a time when you played for the Boston Red Sox. So, say, this takes you back to my youth. (laughs) About seven years ago. (laughs) What's all this uh, pigmarole? These Frankfurters look good and bottles of scotch and all that, but... Where the Crabbies my suit, and he, he gets he puts on the uh, the the Red Sox uniform. And it's just like, oh hey, yeah, you're like pitching again. <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> and he just starts shoving the hot dogs. And, ah, ah, and he's like guzzling the the scotch. And it's just like, ah, yeah, breakfast. <laughs> you eat a dozen hot dogs, drink a bottle of scotch. <laughs> And you come onto the hallway, and I imagine you're all kind of opening the doors around the same time you see each other. The fuck's going on? You walk down the hallway, and you see a, a wide staircase leading down. You start to go down, and you can see a, a long dining room table. So you're like, ah, that's where the dining room is. You head to the dining room. You don't like this? <laughs> yeah, I think he comes out and is like, what? Happened? <laughs> yeah. Did you a bit of bit of a hit on the head there? I don't remember any of the end of the boat ride. Any of you? I, I don't recall. I felt so faint. Do there you was have a boat? cigarette. I, I do. Uh, they're not mine. And he opens this case and hands it over to you. But they are quite good. Doctor Clifton has terrific taste. Yes. Where is Mister Clifton? Have you heard from him? I have a note in my room. It uh, says that he dressed me up. Uh, do you need a light? Uh, yes, thank you. Because I received did a I similar note. Did he dressed me up? Did he? I, I did have some follow-up <laughs> questions to that, yes. That's not okay. But I did get a note. <laughs> Although I was mysteriously undressed. We were all undressed, it, it appears, and then <laughs> dressed by strange hands. It's been years since that's happened to me. Mr. Babe, you have mustard on your crotch. I do. I like it there. A little bit of a bonus for later. <laughs> Speaking of years, it's been years since I wore the old uh, red and grays. I feel like I've been sold back by uh, old Harry Frazee. Indeed, isn't this uh, a bit traitorous of you? 
Mr. Ruth? No, not at all. Why, it's a gentleman's game, baseball. I used to play for the Red Sox, play for them again. If someone wants to pay my price, I signed a $70,000 contract three years ago. <laughs> I'll, another be, fad, I'll be rich. Ba- I'll be rich forever. Baseball's hey. another fad, I believe. Well, that's true. But I need that money. I've got a lot of illegitimate children running around <laughs> out there. <laughs> so the does my speed. second husband. <laughs> Sorry, well, I missed that, Judge. I said, what? oh, so does my second husband, but ah. he's dead now. Oh, good. Um. <laughs> Wes is going to walk over to Amelia and, like, a little lower and not so in, in front of everybody as they're coming to this stair. Are you all right? Huh? Oh. <laughs> Hello again, Weston. Um, yes, I'm, I, I'm fine. And she's, like, sitting next to maybe the window in the dining room looking out. Like, does it look like we'll they're We'll say on? you're not there yet. I, I did jump ahead, and Joe oh. is right to stop me. You guys are seeing each other in the hallway and being like, what, what, what is going on? So you're still in the hallway before you head down there. Okay. <laughs> and Babe Ruth has mustard on his crotch. <laughs> Used to throw a mustard ball. <laughs> they allowed it back in 72. <laughs> you woke up the same thing. No memory of the end of the ride and a, and a note from the doctor? I mean, yes, just the same as you all. Uh, Do you feel all right? I, I don't feel as if I've been hit on the head at all. I, well, I, I wasn't fine. hit on the head. I didn't fall. Seems to me like the love story's in act two now. <laughs> what? Well, as long as you're all right. Uh, and you, uh, we haven't met. Um, Carnegie. Wes Hooker, pleasure. Yes, uh, I've seen your work. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that film you were in? The, the big hit. What was the, what was the name of that film? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Late Night Cheese. <laughs> yes, yes. I recall seeing Late Night Cheese. Who did that co-star? Who is that star? Yes. That, oh. that star Claudette Colbert. Colbert was in that one, I think. She's incredible. You know her. She's a real looker. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Urban yes, Chakra and uh, no, Cynthia, no, Cynthia Bainbridge. Cynthia that's Bainbridge, yes. too. She was in it, too. She was. Uh, oh, yes. yes. But I, it, this man, he's... Uh, you know, awfully quiet. I that's not, but that's not the one that I saw. I saw a different film. Oh no! <laughs> the one uh, which with one, the, which one? If the, I may uh, ask. There was what was the one with the rhinoceros? Oh yes, that one. I do like that one. Which one? Tell was me that the one? full title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. Uh, and the director. Yeah, the director and the. Yeah, I, who was that director? He was very, just incredibly well shot. That film. <laughs> what was the name? The director. The studio. The studio catering company. Uh, that was... Uh, and the next uh, three build actors in the film. <laughs> that was uh, uh, Bark Simpskin. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> he, uh, by the way, uh, Nightmare. Absolutely. Nightmare. <laughs> uh, no. Don't tell him I said anything. You don't say. Yeah, old Bark. He's uh, the worst. I am surprised <laughs> to hear your voice. Because, as you know... Yes, yes, it's uh, a silent movie era. It's a little That's era. true. It's there haven't been silent. There haven't been movies with voices in them yet. I think. What year is it again? It's 1929, it's right? 1924. Yeah. 1924. Yeah. So oh. no movies with voices. Right. There are no talkies movies yet. Movies with voices. That's ridiculous. No movies that talk. What's next? Uh, uh, dancing flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> So, the star of well, Late Night Cheese... we are none worse for the wear. Uh, we should uh, attend Keep going. his dinner. 
Yes, I'm famished. We'll start down the steps. I'm yes. famished too. All I've had is these seven hot dogs that left up in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a growing boy. <laughs> so the star of Late Night Cheese <laughs> leads the way downstairs. Seven hot dogs. I'm famished. <laughs> the acclaimed star of Silent Film. Imagine Buster Keaton starring in Late Night Cheese. <laughs> Buster you go downstairs, and you start going down this... It's a big winding staircase. It comes from both sides, but you're coming around from the right side. And as you do, you start to see, like, the dining room table as it curls down, and then you see more and more of the table, and you enter the dining room slowly. There is a 20-foot-long table. Whenever I think of, like, rich tables, I think of Michael Keaton, Batman with Vicky Vale. And oh, yeah. Pass the salt. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what? The table, salt. the table set with uh, just enough place, place set settings for each of you. Beautiful, expensive china, like everything you see. Beautiful chandelier, not a utensil out of place. Every single salad fork to the, this fork to this, everything you need. However, on each plate lies a severed head. <laughs> and the center of the table holds an enormous Platter, like stacked on top of each other, of limbs and torsos. Jesus Christ! Arranged meticulously, like to look like some animal almost, the way that they're shaped and cooked for your enjoyment. And uh, Wes, you're uh, in the front there. You notice uh, right on the uh, head of the table is uh, Captain Gloucester's head. And he just jumps back immediately. Holy shit! And starts falling back from the front of the dining room and, uh, you know, puts his, puts his hands out, you know, trying to, like, stop everyone, anybody from going by. I can see this. They all kind of stumble Western. into you, yeah. like, clue. This is absolutely disgusting, and I will not stand for it. Where are our place names? Where are our names that tell us where we're supposed <laughs> to sit? <laughs> everyone roll a sanity check. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> did you ever watch NBC's Hannibal when NBC did yeah, Hannibal? Yeah, I was just, I was just uh, thinking about that show. Do you remember the shit that. that they would do with that, like how amazing some of the dishes would look? That was with... the thing that took me out of the show. It was just like, th- there's so much artistry for these like <laughs> serial killers that this doesn't exist in the well, real Well, that's world. what you see here. That's what this place setting is, like limbs and torsos. <laughs> it's absolutely beautiful. Remember, you can't push or spend luck on a sanity roll. Please tell me your unders or overs. Uh, eight under 50. Whoa! Wes, Wes has seen severed heads. Uh, Lady Elvira. 56 under 65. I will not stand for not being told where I'm supposed to sit. How am I supposed to know where I'm supposed to sit? What if I'm sat next to somebody you have no I don't time want to have to a conversation insane. with? You are more upset about the lack of place guards. <laughs> uh, Where's the etiquette? What about the Bambino? Uh, 72 over 55. Yeah, this oh. is a lot. You don't see this on the road that often. Yeah. Uh, Amelia. One. Wait until Daddy hears about this. Oh, oh my God. Are you rolling D20s over there? What the hell's no, going on? No, I'm rolling these dice that <laughs> someone gave roll me, and I'm rolling dice, right? rocks. Okay, yes, this is a this D100 is system. <laughs> seven, yes, seven, zero. one. Holy shit. All right, uh, Rob. Uh, well, my sanity score is a 35, which is great, um, which is good that I rolled a 34. Wow. 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 In a way, I kind of admire he, whoever set this table is using the Parisian method, which is the f- 
Salad fork on the left. <laughs> the which is right. uh, commendable. Everybody who passed, take one point of sanity, sanity damage. Uh, Skid, I need you to roll a 1d8. If you roll oh, a f- no, yeah. If you roll a five or more, we got to talk. Okay, let's do see. it. Roll a five or more. <laughs> it's terrible. I feel like I'm back in the Cape Cod League. <laughs> five. Let's go. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, right. no. You guys know how this works. If you lose more than five points of sanity in one shot, you need to roll an intelligence check. This is a check that you want to fail because you don't want to understand what's going on here. Should you pass this intelligence roll, you fully understand this, and you will have a bout of madness. Okay. Give me an intelligence roll. Uh, 79 over 55, which I still feel is too high, but (laughs) I did fail. Don't worry. The night is young. All right. So you are able to steal yourself while you have never seen severed heads and lids like this. This is like one of your crazy movies, hooker. (laughs) (laughs) This is no movie. Smell. That's the captain's head right there. I mean, I was as mad at the man as anyone. The ship was out of control. People could have been hurt. What's going on here? What's the meaning of this? He starts calling out into the dining room. Silence. Where is everyone? Absolute yeah. silence. And Show all... yourself. Stop being silent. If you spent... Help. If you yeah, looked... help. Help. <laughs> Come if on, you... help. If you looked at any Carney, of the... Carnegie, it's kind of like yes. No, no. Yeah. Talk to them. <laughs> you speak their language? Yes. Come on, Winchester. Carnegie, they help us. Use, use your secret like... servant's tongue to talk to the help. <laughs> get what do we do? I have a score for that. <laughs> I was going to say, if you looked at any of the crew members at all while you were on the boat, which some of you probably didn't even look in their direction, but if any of you who did realize that all the other heads are all of the other crew members Oh, Carnegie's on the boat, got it. He's clocked think? it all. Yeah. Um, Carnegie, my brethren. <laughs> Actually, yes. Rest Carnegie. well, sisters. Carnegie, give me a spot hidden. All right. Uh, that's going to be this die, which is the same die that we've been using the whole show. Um, spot hidden is starts with an S, which means it's here on my sheet. One. Oh! One under 55. Wow. As a critical success. Yes. That is amazing because I was only going to give it to you on an extreme or better. Uh, just this one little tidbit, and it makes so much sense. If you're a butler, you would be the one that would actually yeah. look. You'd be super perceptive as a butler. Really like, would. Absolutely. Like, you don't miss anything because that's never. your job. Yeah. And so you're looking around. You're taking this in. Obviously, it's gruesome to look at. You count the captain. One, two, three. There is a crew member that you do not see. And at that moment... The door to, like, the kitchen busts open, and that crew member comes stumbling in, naked as the day he was born, covered in, like, some sort of sticky, weird substance that is, uh, like, a com- it looks like blood, but it's not blood. Uh, he's nude, and he's holding a shotgun, and he looks at all of you and is like, what did you do? What did you do to us? And he's going to fire the shotgun. Let's get into a combat Ooh, real quick. Oh, my God. What did you do to us? Uh, all right. So with that critical success, I'm actually going to give you a chance to act here first, Carnegie, uh, okay. in case there's something you want to do. Now, here's what you got to know about shotguns. They do a lot of damage, uh, especially if you're really close to them when they shoot it. Uh, if you've watched Time for Chaos, you will learn that uh, very quickly. They also fit uh, in a handbag. They also fit in a handbag. Because Kate likes to stretch the rules. Um, 
So it's one of those things like further away is better. But this guy has a shotgun and you have nothing. What would you like to do, Carnegie? Um, I'm just looking at these stats and would really like to talk to whoever made these rolls. (laughs) (laughs) You're a butler. My best stat is English. (laughs) Dude, Dude, me too. Talk to him. My best skill is English. English. Um, I think I want to uh, try to tackle him. I'm going to run right up to him. So you're going to go and try and brawl with this Oh, is that what that would be? Yep. That's less of a strength thing then, I guess. Yep. Uh, Let's do uh, a... You go to brawl, and I'm going to go to dodge, and uh, let's see what happens. I just want to be like, no, sir. (laughs) Or you could talk at him to death. Yes. (laughs) Do you speak English? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. This is great. It is a... Oh, this is a combat, right? Fuck. Um, it's a 33 over 30. Oh, no. 33 over 30. Well, yep. Well, Larry Bird. You can't. can't, can't, can't spend luck on combat. combat. You Sadly, can't, can't spend luck on combat, but I rolled but an thank ex- you. I rolled an extreme success. So let's say you go lunging for him, and you actually stumble straight past him and right into the kitchen. Like, Here boom. I go. The door is swinging uh, as it goes by, and you going to the kitchen. Carnegie, this is not the time for a martini. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just get everyone a plate of something. God. Carnegie goes for him and misses. It is uh, Hooker's turn. Um, he and he's close enough to get to this guy. Uh, you're all standing on the far side of the table, so he's on this table. It so goes you can by move dex, up, right? Him. What is your dex? His dex is 80. Yeah, it oh, goes wow. by dex. Okay. Yeah, Skid, you, uh, Babe's got a 70, so yeah, you're next. It makes sense that he would have a higher dex than a professional baseball player. The greatest <laughs> of all time. He's an action star, man. No, a professional absolutely. baseball player in the 20s. Yeah. Also, Babe eats has already eaten 17 hot dogs this session alone. <laughs> it's, still, it's 1924. He's still in pretty good shape. But please, carry on. That slows a man down. <laughs> um, do I feel like I can get around the table and to the shotgun before he shoots it off. Absolutely. Well, yes. Yeah. All right. So he's going to start running around the table. Like you're a real action hero. Yeah. Like point the gun up into the air, like diving at this guy to keep it away from uh, Amelia. All right. So uh, that was going to be a brawl roll. I'm going to dodge with a penalty die because I've already dodged once this round. Uh, Brawl roll. Uh, Shocker. 74 over 41. Okay, I failed as well uh, with the penalty roll of 91. Uh, but you, uh, you, you like you go straight past him. He, 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 he gets there and he's like, ah! and you run into the wall and like knock a bunch of shit off the wall. Uh, babe, what do you want to do? Uh, it is. I do have s- some issues with the build of this character. <laughs> I feel like whoever did it, while proficient in Cthulhu, might not be really familiar with who Babe Ruth is. <laughs> But it should surprise no one that he has a pretty good throwing skill. <laughs> so I'm going to pick up the head of the captain off of the <gasps> dinner table. Isn't this the best game? I mean, come <laughs> on. This game. I love this fucking game. <laughs> and he's going to rear back. And he's like, here comes the fastball, rookie. <laughs> Throw it at his head. I'm not going to do anything. So let's see what you roll. 57 under 70. There we go. <laughs> Babe fucking Ruth. Let's see. How much damage does a severed head do? Uh, go ahead and give me 1d6 damage to this Hell guy. Hell yeah, dude. Three. 
All right, three. He's just like, why do you dance, my brother? Ah, I still got the shotgun. They should have to do a sanity check. They should have to do a sanity being check. Being hit by being hit by the head of your own brother, thrown by Babe Ruth, is definitely worth a you sanity check. Roll sanity. You're not wrong. That would be enough to drive That's a man like, this insane. This is the worst dream I've ever had. <laughs> However, this man is already insane. Uh, and that is why he doesn't know who you are or what you're doing here, but he blames you for all of this. He covered doesn't know in this. who Babe Ruth is? <laughs> he doesn't. He's insane. I don't know who you are. Right? You have to be insane. Who my brother said at me. <laughs> Nora, you're wearing right. your Red Sox uniform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why he's confused. <laughs> I know. It's like, this is No, no. Babe Ruth plays on the Yankees. I don't know who you are. Well, given that very heroic display and seeing as how Mr. Ruth looks like a gentleman who's consumed a lot of hot dogs in his life, <laughs> Lady Elvira should like to shield her wavy person behind his oafish body. <laughs> oafish body. <laughs> So you're going to duck behind I'm Babe. Du- yeah, I'm ducking behind Okay, right. I think you just do that, and you will get a, uh, a bonus die should <laughs> this shotgun goes off uh, to try and dive for cover. Oh, okay. no. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that's exactly what you would do. You're not like, I'm going to rush at the guy. Take her out. From the character that you've established. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's his turn. Uh, and he is going to uh, stumble up towards uh, the table, and he's going to fire the shotgun in the direction of Babe and Lady Elvira. Uh, So both of you can dodge. Uh, Lady Elvira, you get a bonus die. So roll your tens die twice, and I'm going to shoot you guys with a shotgun. Man. Oh, I'm so glad I get a bonus die on this, because I just score. I'll tell you right now, I have a regular success. So only a... Uh, I rolled a 12 under 20. Okay, so... And I so will spend luck to to reduce the shit out of that score. You, ca- you can't, but you get the bonus, die. You've already made a success. So Ty goes to the runner. You're fine because you're uh, dodging. You're diving for cover. Right. Uh, what about you, buddy? Uh, Babe Ruth rolled a 36 over 35. <gasps> Wait. Use oh luck. My. But is or, this or combat? Does that count as combat? Can he luck it? You no, you can't. Them. You can't with combat, <gasps> can't, unfortunately. Right? Oh, no. Uh, I just wanted to see something here real quick. All right, so you're you're diving for cover. Oh, yeah, that's on this cheat sheet. You could only protect me for one round now. I know. Are going to immediately kill Babe Ruth? In the first round? Oh, here's what I will say. Any damage you took... Uh, in the boat, that if you took one point of damage, that's been healed. Okay, Great. so whatever happened during your oh, thank your, goodness, when you were <laughs> you'll live Great. forever. I'm when so, you were, I'm so relieved now that I'm being shot with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you were strange, you were shot uh, when you were showered and man. dressed. You were all healed up. Uh, however, you're going to take uh, four points of da- damage okay. from this yeah. buckshot. Ah. Uh, that uh, sounded like it really hurt. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Kate, like you have shot the, I took to the gut in Wrigley Kate, Field in the World <laughs> Series. Okay, you have the lowest deck, so Carnegie, you get your actual turn first, and then it's going to be Amelia. You're, uh, you find yourself in the kitchen, and you look in the kitchen, and I mean, there is blood everywhere. There are cutting boards uh, about the size of my table, uh, bone fragments, blood everywhere, butcher knives, no sign of any other person. But there are butcher knives. There are butcher knives. 
Carnegie grabs the largest butcher knife. Okay. Uh, then looks and kind of has the instinct to maybe make a plate of hors d'oeuvres for just a quick second. It's like, all right, shit. And then uh, runs back into the room with this butcher knife uh, behind the man. Yep. I don't know if that applies to anything. He's definitely not looking at you, so I'm going to say you can uh, get a clean clean uh, pop here. You know what? Even give yourself a uh, bonus die. That's he doesn't what I like see you. here. Come uh, on, Winchester, kill him! It's Carnegie! Uh, I don't care! It swings. Uh, what is, is, what is, is there a knife skill? What was it again? Just brawl? Uh, it would probably be brawl, yeah, unless you have a melee. I feel like I remember having like a sword. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All right, brawl it. This probably f- uh, fighting or brawl? Yeah, fighting. 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 Very interesting. Even, okay, yeah, here we go. That... My friends, is a 70 under 30. No, 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 no. Over. Seven. That's a 7 under 30. Yes! Seven. Oh! <laughs> All right, the Brolin so Butler! You bury this butcher knife in the back of it's the guy. It's Carnegie! <laughs> right between his shoulder blades. Uh, give me a, a D8 damage. Cool. Six. Oh! Six. He just collapses to the floor dead. Yes. Nice. Carnegie! The shotgun falls from his hands, goes off, and blows Hooker's head off. (laughs) That was for the help! Well, that's unfortunate. (laughs) Oh, no, Hooker! We'll never see the sequel to that film you made. What was the name of it again? (laughs) Make a sanity check with a mind you no longer have. Uh, all right, so you're out of combat. Got a little messy there. You see Babe is like, his Red Sox uniform is covered in blood now where he got ah, hit by this buckshot. The curse is real. Oh, it's the curse. The curse of the Bambino. I just thought of it. And now it's, it involves being shot with a shotgun. That tugging. Ah. Wes is going to scramble up, and he's going to grab the shotgun immediately. Okay. He grabs it, picks it up, looks around kind of wild-eyed, looks at Carnegie, and it's just... Well done, my man. Good strike. That's what I do. I clean up. I want to say all of this happened before Amelia even, like, registered anything. So she probably just, like, stands there and goes, Ah! (laughs) Some... What did you say you do again? I buttle. Very impressive. Very impressive. He's going to open up the shotgun and see what's in there. Two, uh... Two cartridges. <laughs> two shells. You bullets. two shells. One man. <laughs> you fucking I don't asshole. own a shotgun. I own, I own three. Several. No, I uh, shells. Two shells. Two shells. And they, okay, so they're seashells though, so they're useless. He closes it again, points it down at the floor, and we'll open up that kitchen door. Just like ease it open and look in. Bloodbath. I mean, it looks like something out of The Shining. Honestly, it, there's just blood everywhere. Like uh, whoever prepared this feast did so messily, whereas everything looks absolutely perfect in the dining room. It, it is uh, abhorrent in here. I'm not going to have you roll a sanity roll, because what you see in here isn't as uh, awful as what you saw out there, um, but it's very, very messy, and uh, there's a closet. If you open up the closet, it's just food stuff, fully stocked with everything you could ever want, like uh, amazing amounts of food. Open up the fridge, all sorts of food. Actually, enough food to serve an actual dinner party. You see a roast in there marinated 
ready to go. Every sort of side from carrots to potatoes to peas. Uh, everything you could ever want. But that's not what was served at this dinner. I just start eating. I just open the fridge. It's just like, ah, I need, I need my strength. And he just starts like shoving raw roast, raw marinated roast in his mouth. Oh. Like, help, help. Yes, where is the help? Help, bring the help. Uh, is there, are there still knives lying around? Just a free for all? We could just grab Yeah, there's, a uh, there's one more butcher knife and a couple of long knives. I'll take one of those. Okay. Are there any three-foot-long wooden bludgeoning instruments? <laughs> Perchance. Uh, no, you don't see that okay. uh, in the kitchen. You see a knife block, um, but that's not... You can't really swing a knife block. I, de- I take a knife. <laughs> take a knife. All right, so I take a knife Wes also. Yeah. To the back of the kitchen, to the serving door and whatever. Uh, look every exit out of the kitchen. Yep. And he's just peeking open and like... His perfectly kind of like gelled back hair is now kind of like falling into his face, and he's he's looking at every possible entrance and exit of this place. Yep, there is a uh, a door uh, that leads to a small bedroom, like the maid's quarters or the chef's quarters, um, right off the the uh, the side of the kitchen. Any blood? Uh, no blood in that room. Uh, then the bed is perfectly made. It's uh, not a large bed. It's very small, very cramped. Not anything like the room that you woke up in. Um, no personal effects whatsoever in there. What do you suppose has done such a thing? It's got to be the doctor. It's got to be. Where, where is he? I mean, only a doctor knows how to cut bodies up like this, right? Yes, but I thought he'd be a little more clean about it. Ha- has a, anyone here been in the house before, do you think? Can we, like, do a roll on that? Has anyone been here recently? Ever. Yeah, like, has anyone ever? ever? Well, yeah. you know that people have been invited for this party, but no, yeah, I you mean, can... any one of us. Like, oh, no, we yeah. know none where of you have been here before. The doctor's we've, room we've is. Yeah, none of you have been here before, uh, but you've heard uh, plenty of stories of people that have come to his party, come back, you've seen, you know, you hear all these. That's how people know that, like, he bestows all these gifts on them. You've never heard of any sort of foul play or any weird business. The Look. reviews were much better on this place <laughs> than, uh, than yeah. tonight. That's not all it's cracked up to be, is it, Duchess? We need to search this house, uh, t- top to bottom, uh, bottom to top. Start, start at the bottom, maybe. We should. We got to find out if there's anyone else in here. And he's looking for like any stairways or anything that goes down deeper into the place. Yeah. So you're looking for uh, places that go down. You know that there are stairs going up. Uh, everybody, give me a spot hidden. All right. They hid the stairwell. Damn it, 94 over doesn't matter. Your spot hidden. <laughs> your spot hidden is your perception, basically. Right. I rolled 36 over 30, but I'm going to spend uh, I'm going to spend some luck points. Okay. To make that a success. Uh, I am also going to spend This is another problem I have with this character build. <laughs> I think he should have way more luck than he does. <laughs> I mean, Don't we all. Yeah, I mean, I mean apart from the uh, esophageal cancer that killed him. He was a pretty lucky guy. <laughs> you uh, seem to constantly find hot dogs. Like, that's lucky I know, No, that's true. He did kind of bring that on himself. So hot dog particles s- that metastasized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... Uh, so I rolled a 29 over 25, so I'm gonna spend four. To make it a success. Uh, yeah. I mean, I rolled a nine under 55, so... Is that extreme? Yes. Yes, yeah. yes you should see your fifth this value is a, there. That's a nine, right, Kate? Yeah, a, that's a nine. Yeah, still got it. <laughs> Amelia, <laughs> what'd you get? Five is an extreme. So success. you guys, could, you guys could maybe hold on your on your luck if you want. 
Amelia, what did you get? I got a 30 over 25, and I'm going to hold on to my luck. Uh, you know what? I'll hold on to my luck as well. He needs it. Beat the Cubs in 1932. I won't. I, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to spend mine just to see if we see something else. Okay. Um, you're looking around down here for any sense of like a, a staircase or any way. You open up doors and you see some smaller rooms, nothing of, uh, of interest. You don't see any staircases going down. However, you do see up the right side of the staircase uh, what looks like one large door opposite the hallway where all your bedrooms were. But that's up. It's not down. That's the only thing that really jumps out at you. Look at the size of that door. That must be his bedroom. We- it's as big as Rube Waddell. Let's open it. <laughs> that must be his quarters. Let's go. Yes. Let's go in there and uh, confront the son of a gun. You we- first. I'll go first. <laughs> ah. Ah. I- <laughs> I- <laughs> Everyone get behind babe. <laughs> I'm like limping, bleeding up the stairs. Like, I'll go in there. I've got my knife. <laughs> is it is it is it understood that we all have knives? Yes. Carnegie would have yep. told you had he not had to piss like a raven that he had taken the the uh, cleaver out of the back of the gentleman. All right, so you all have some sort of weapon, he, uh, actually. And as we walk up there, Wes is gonna. <laughs> we're all behind Babe, obviously. Yeah, Babe definitely and, has uh, final girl energy. Wes is gonna sort of slide up to. He's gonna sort of slide up to. Carnegie, uh, seeing how proficient he was in that first thing, and he's just gonna kind of hold the shotgun out a little bit, keeping his voice down, and just be like, "Do you know how to use one of these things?" Uh, I've uh, let me check. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, actually, not not very well. It's sort uh, of base level, I would say. I hate I hate to raise, but another... aren't you a aren't you a, 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 a action star, sir? Don't you? Yes. Well, they're never really loaded, you know. It's it's all. This is your time to shine. Huh? But Shoot lengths, just like my first I mean, I husband. Think I, I think I could do it, but you just. <laughs> She's got your number, pal. <laughs> I didn't hear what she said. Something about blanks and your penis. I said. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> I unfortunately it. must confirm that. Listen, we've seen a uh, we've seen a pile of limbs. I feel like decorum is out the window here. <laughs> we literally just saw like a massacre on a table, and we're like, <laughs> "You can't do shit." Like like, oh. <laughs> it's how I deal with trauma. <laughs> Babe, how many hit points do you have? Total? I have six hit points. How much do you have total, though? Ten. Ten. Okay. All right, so you took a uh, big wound, but not a major wound. If someone wants to do first aid on you, you can get a hit point back. I feel like that's something I should be able to second. Can right. someone do first aid? First Come on! Uh, I, I could definitely give, try to give it a go. Please. In uh, Call of Cthulhu, every hit point counts, so if someone wants to try and patch I'll try. I got to patch up to the bridge on set once. And, okay, uh, Carnegie, if you Cynthia. insist. <laughs> here, come here. Uh, if you don't mind, Mr. Ruth... It, would be an honor. No, I saw that film you did with all the doctoring. What was that called? Yeah, what was that Weston, one? I really don't think this film? is what you should be doing. We that all saw that film. Really long well, title. Hey, the doctor. Yes, I World do recall. One. There's no bandage really for my heart. This. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, and shit. Uh, he will, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll rip off part of his tuxedo shirt. They make a, a, a little improvised tourniquet and tie it around your gunshot wound. 
uh, and do first aid. Uh, 87 <laughs> over whatever. Just because you, you act in you a movie that can it? do this. Yeah. Yes. You want to yeah, push yeah, yeah. the roll? Who rips the other sleeve off? <laughs> <laughs> Try it again, but with feeling. Now he's looking all sleeveless, and his arms look good. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. All right, he will spend luck. I can spend luck on this, right? Yeah. He's push. Wait, can you spend luck on a push? Of his 45 luck to make this work. So he, uh, he will succeed with a th- out of 30. And, uh, yeah. Ah, oh, the one lucky son of a gun to shout, Hooker. It really hurt. It's not like in the movies, just, is it? Ah! Just, just hold still. <laughs> It'll hold it for now. we got to figure out what's going on here, and then we can get off this island, I assume, with the crew gone and the captain. Does anyone know how to drive a boat, even if we can get out of here? Let and me they're check. still moving toward the door. Are we not uh, trying I... to get into that room? Yes, I'm just... Trying to think, boating forward, uh, a way out of here is. Well, the most this has always been your problem. You try to think seven steps ahead, and you don't do the thing that's right in front of you first. For God's sake! <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, "What if this doesn't work? What if that doesn't work?" Well, you don't do any of the things. You know what? What can you just wait for Babe Ruth to open the door, <laughs> and then we can discuss this? I. Uh... I wasn't going to say anything, but you technically can't use luck on pushed rolls, so I'm going to say you don't get your hit point back, okay. and because you failed your pushed roll, you fall down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't take any... Just... Oh, my God! <laughs> you, you, you don't At take least I don't damage. look like an idiot. And the shotgun goes off. Yeah. <laughs> shotgun goes off. <laughs> you don't take any damage. It's just incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> As you're ripping your shirt off. All right, so like Babe is bleeding out. Stairs and the shotgun goes off. Goes <laughs> oh, hits the chandelier. It falls. I mean, this whole time I have felt like this is very, very clue-ish. Yeah. Yes. And wasn't yes. there a falling gun in yes. clue, like a bouncing falling gun? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Flames Where? on the side of my face. <laughs> Flames. Um, is it redundant to? Also try a first aid roll, or is that just sort of, we're, we're, we want to move on? You want to do a first aid push? I don't want to move on. Oh, I would have to, oh, I would have to push? No, before. you can try a first I was aid. I'm going to try to. Yeah, just yeah. try it. I don't like him enough Help. to push it. Unless Help. you critically fail, you're not going to hurt him. More of a football man myself. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm sorry, you don't get that one point. He just sticks, ah! his, he just sticks his finger in the hole by accident. <laughs> <laughs> is this sorry, how you do no. it? Is this how you do it? Uh, so Babe is in rough shape. We're playing a little fast and loose alone. here with the rules. Uh, I was just informed uh, via uh, our amazing production coordinator, Michael Meridian. Michael? That you can spend luck in combat. Uh, so keep that in mind. Sorry. Well. Open Wait, the door what? to what looks like some sort of a large upstairs room. I just want to say I knew that too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank and you, And it's Joe. weird that you didn't know that. Thank you. Yeah, well, uh, Babe Ruth will open the door. Uh, Babe Ruth opens the door. Babe Ruth, dressed in a bloody Red Sox uniform, yeah. opens the door to what looks like a master bedroom here in this estate on this island. Uh, huge bed. There's, you know, you got your twin, you got your double, you got your queen, you got your king, your California king. This is, uh, you, nobody needs a bed this Continental size. king. He's, he's the a- confidential king. He's a giant. <laughs> He's a giant. <laughs> I mean, it's a ridiculous bed. Uh, just uh, and and the the only purpose for it is luxury. Um, 
You see, uh, it's it's sort of dressed up very similar to the rooms you woke up in. Just everything's larger, uh, or more of it. There's more end tables. There's multiple sofas. Uh, several is, notes. There is a full bar. Several notes. <laughs> there are a lot of limbs, amputated limbs. No amputated limbs. However, over the bed is a uh, photograph. Uh, like a wall uh, almost takes up the entire wall a photograph uh, of a man a woman and a little girl and the man is like standing above them austerely and uh, the woman is seated in a chair uh, below the man and the little girl is just uh, like sort of standing or maybe sitting next to the woman and (laughs) there is something very off-putting about the painting or photograph. It is very large. It's really weird yeah, to have a painting of your family above your bed. That's so weird. Yes, I. Mm, they seem to be very scowly, and coming from me, that's says a lot. Can we do a? Can we do some kind of a examination on the photograph? Yeah, tell me what relevant skills you'd like to use. English. English. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your study of um, English would painting. tell you. Can you hear me painting? <laughs> Does anybody have photography or, or, or history or anything? Can you I tell do? me. Uh, da, 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 da. Alphabetical order of things. Um, I mean, I have a cult. If it's weird and creeping us out, can I roll in a cult You know what? Check? This, is, this is the beauty of this game. You, yeah, you tell me what you want to roll, and I'll let you know based on the success of your roll uh, what you get. So give me an occult. Okay, here we That's go. It's totally relevant here. A 45 over 40, but I'll spend five to get a success, please. Is that all you want to spend? Oh. Um, I'll spend 25 spend to get much. a bigger success. That's what it's called. <laughs> a bigger success. <laughs> you succeeded bigly. Call right it what it is. It's board. a hard success. <laughs> Wicked hard success, dude. Um... They're wearing clothes that are a little out of style for the times. Um, there's actually a little inscription underneath it. Uh, it's English. From, is it in English? It's, Tell it, me it's in English. It is in English. Oh. Uh, and so the, it, from like 1898, so it's over 20 years old uh-huh. when this was taken. Uh, and it says Dr. Henry Clifton uh, with wife and daughter, which is strange because there's been no mention of him ever having a family, a, a oh. wife, let alone kids. Yeah. Can I? Um, or just needing the reminder. <laughs> but what's really off-putting is you look at this and you realize at the time the photograph was taken, the little girl was deceased, which wasn't uncommon at the time where they would take a photograph of a family with one of the family members Ooh. being dead. Uh, like a corpse? Oh. She's a corpse? She's a corpse. And all dolled oh, up or whatever? Oh, my God. And so it was like she probably died within that week, and oh they wanted God. one last photo to remember her. <laughs> oh my and God. so uh, that's what that photo is. Uh, cool, cool. This is why I don't like Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so if he's still married, there's never been any mention of a wife um, and, uh, you know, certainly no mention of a child. Very, very dark. Clifton. Huh? Wait. Oh, Clifton, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just moving about the room. Well, the captain. Shotgun pointed away from his friends, but keeping it up as he looks in other walls, doors, whatever. 
Clifton! He's just calling from room to room. You think he's here? Has he ever been here? Is this something that... Is this what happens to everyone that answers his invitations? I swear I've spoken to people that returned from these dinners, loved these dinners. Yes, I had very lovely things. But I'm very distressed, especially at the fact that the captain told me that he was not married, and he very clearly is married, and that... <laughs> yes, I never heard anything about a wife. Child is clearly deceased. I took a picture of a corpse. We do that? <laughs> People do that now? <laughs> People have done that, yeah. That, that, that's a real thing. Uh, Something to remember them by, I suppose. Um, can I do a, a spot goes hidden down on this, back. just in this, this room? In yeah. For sure. Yeah, all of you can, if you're, like, looking around anything yeah, and you're jumping out spotted. I want to see if there's any, like, personal affects that would tell us a little more about his yeah. personal life. Um, I got a 50 under 55. Carnegie is spotting the shit out of this yeah. hidden. <laughs> spotting the shit a, out of this hidden. I got a hard success. 12 under 25. Nice. Better than mine. No, I, I fucking failed that. <laughs> I got a 15 under 25 spot hidden. 15 under 25. Is that I, the babe always had? One of the highest on base percentages in Major League history. <laughs> You're just saying that to us? Yeah. Not knowing what the future is. Yeah, holds. I don't know. I'm sure it'll hold up. These records will hold up forever. As long as they only let white people play. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. We are getting super accurate. <laughs> So, uh, regular success for the babe, and a hard success for, was that Amelia or Carnegie? Amelia. All right, so, babe, you see uh, two books lying uh, near the bed, uh, sort of like, it's an end table that has a little shelf under it. It's the only thing that really jumped out at you, but Amelia, you go over there, and you start looking at the books, and uh, they're like medical journals. Um, however, you see an, a, a stamp on the inside cover is like uh, from the personal libra- library of Dr. Henry, Henry Clifton. Um, so there must be a, some sort of library here in the house that he puts these monogrammed stamps on. Oh. He, he has his own library somewhere in the house. Yeah, what's a Well, library? what's a wealthy man without a library in his house? There must be one. A library. Oh, that's one of those free bookstores that people have in the houses sometimes. <laughs> oh, right. babe. <laughs> it's like a mascot just bleeding out. Babe's getting a little dizzy. Uh... Yeah, but other than that, nothing really uh, jumps out at you in this room. There's a, a bathroom. Uh, everything looks completely unused. There's no... Uh, you open up the closet, just neatly press suits, neatly press night clothes uh, for one person, a man. No wife, no children's clothes. The bathroom, there's two sinks. One looks completely unused. One has sort of little accoutrements around it, cologne, toothpaste. Shaving cream. Dildo. <laughs> Troy, I was just thinking dildo. Yeah, I knew that. When in doubt, just say that word. And, uh, but nothing, like, other than the, the books belonging to his personal library, it's just, does someone live here? Where, where are they? This man's Out never used the bathroom I'm in his life. He's some kind of freak. Of of Out of room. curiosity, I just want to see if just moving that photograph... Is there anything behind it? Yeah. 
Good, good call. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, go ahead and move the photograph. You, you move it. It's framed. You move behind the thing, and uh, you see a safe. Nice. It's like in the wall, a tiny, very tiny metal safe, maybe uh, three feet wide by two feet high. Uh, it's got one of those like wheel cranks and uh, three, uh, three number combination. I shall require a stethoscope, as I've seen in all old timey film <laughs> movies. Because my locksmith like skills is a one percent. Does I anybody a, can help? Can yeah, anybody standard. help me out here? Hold on, hold on. I did a picture about this one. <laughs> oh. What was the name of that film? Here we go again. <laughs> What's a, let me see if I can. That was the French one. Yeah. This. <laughs> he puts his uh, ear to the lock and he starts turning it. They just. Ninety. Push, 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 push. What was your locksmith score? Shh. <laughs> I can't hear. You have to be quiet. Oh, we're going to get nowhere with this. He'll push set it. the shotgun down. <laughs> Why were you holding <laughs> he the shotgun? He was holding the shotgun while he was doing it. Shoot the safe with he the shotgun. He had one hand. Now he's going to devote two hands. That's how you're going to push the roll? Two hands? <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're a disgrace to this game. Time I'll touch the safe. Write <laughs> it down. Stupid thing. Pushing I'm not even here. Ridiculous. Here we go. <laughs> I just rolled a five under eleven. Yes. On a locksmith. Spend four luck to make that a critical. What's that? Spend four luck to make that a critical. Uh, Bring it down to one. Uh, You're no, trying to pick no, I a lock. I haven't spent any because that was undone. So I, I what? spent... Oh, because you pushed. Oh, yeah. I can't spend luck. It's a hard, though, right? It's half. It's not a hard. It's, well, it's five under 11. It is. Right? It, it is, is a hard success. Yeah. All right. It's the first time I've done anything math-related. It's exactly right. hard. I'm just yeah. trying to... I'm just, I don't, I don't like that. It's very hard. I'm just trying to so make you hard. hard. So hard right now. I'm just trying to make you spend your luck. That's fine. You step up. You were in a movie once that picked, <laughs> picked a lock. A French film. What was the name? I, I still am trying to remember the name of that, of that French film. film. What was the name yeah. of it? Hmm? What was the name of the film you it's were called in? It's oh, called Le Serieux, which means locksmith. <laughs> Le Serieux. So he's just... And opens he opens up. it up. You open it up, and there is a, a single sheet of paper, about yay big, and at the top, there's just a title of a book. The whole state. Did you say it was three feet wide by, by two, two feet, feet tall? And there's a single piece so of we- paper... Yeah. <laughs> and there's a single sheet of paper. And a title. Looks like a book. It's called The Doctor's Orders. <laughs> that was the name of the film! That was it! Yes, that, was that was it! it. That was the name of the film you were in! Starring Weston Hooker. 
Yeah. Doctor Doctor. It was a film based on the book. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You did the film version of this. <laughs> a silent film based on a, a book. A silent film version of this. <laughs> well, if that's the title of a book, and he must have a library in this house, then we must go find that book. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. Good job, Weston. Why don't we just get the hell out of here? Good job, Weston, by the way. Yes, very well done. Thank you. Seems like you two are mending Let's get to the library. We'll see if it's in there. And if not, we'll get the hell out of here. Let's go to the library. And we'll we'll all run, because this is Clue, down to the (laughs) library. You run down looking for a library. You find a door that you haven't explored yet. And sure enough, it's a library. It's full of books, wall to wall, all manner of subjects. If you start looking around, you see that there are a lot of uh, books on medical techniques, medical journals, like the kind you found in his master bedroom. There's also like a lot of books on uh, religion, uh, various religions, uh, and some occult books as well, Amelia, that may jump out at you. Um, And uh, maybe a little area with which to sit and read the books. It's very nice. I get it. Where's the book? We start going nuts <laughs> looking for this for book. Weston, give you me have a library use. Stop fucking around and tell us where the book <laughs> is. About give me a library use. Stuff in the room. <laughs> All right. Library use. Give me library a library use. use. There's a lot of books in here. Scouring the books. You got to figure out how this system works. You're oh, trying to find I one book. I rolled a five. Yes. Oh. oh. Under 25, that is an extreme oh. success. And extreme I rolled a three. Success. We both hit the book at the same time. Lady Elvira. Oh, do your hands touch? Yeah. Yes. Oh. All right, Lady Elvira and George Herman Babe Ruth figure out there's a system here to the way that which these books are organized. And you realize the doctor's orders must be here. Under D. Yes, these. Under D. Wait a minute. I think I've cracked some sort of order here. It's almost alphabetical. It's a lot more complicated. These these decimals. Oh yeah. I believe they're they're by this man Dewey. Oh. I see that they're assembled in some sort of order. Oh yeah. It'll you never s- stick. Some system. <laughs> <laughs> you see the you book. Think it's what do you do? You find the book. Yeah. R- read it. You go to take the book out, and you realize it's not a real book because it won't come out. It only comes oh. out like three quarters of the way, and you hear a click. <gasps> and oh. on the other side of the room, a part of the bookcase pulls up into the ceiling, revealing a very, very narrow passageway. And looks like a winding staircase leading down. Well, this is a dead end. The book is fake. Oh, God. Ew. I don't know what any of you just said. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, is it lit at all? It's dark, completely dark. I cast light. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> you, uh, I'm not saying you can't do that in this game, uh, but you can't do that in this game. <laughs> it just uh, means he takes out a zippo. Out a yeah. Zippo. yeah, zippo. That's like casting light. It's magic. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's He's great. a smoker. You could light smokers. Babe's cotton uniform on fire. <laughs> that's right. He's like, ah, take it off me first, you fool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what that. He, uh, he's going to take. Oh. <laughs> He'll take um, the shotgun. 
Be like, look, um, do you want to use this like a gun or the thing well, it was made to do? Uh, I am an avid outdoorsman, according to Wikipedia, so I think I could go either way. <laughs> Here. And he hands him the shotgun. Right, he starts, like, swings. He's like, ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> okay. If you're going to use it like that, I'd, I'd, I'd take the shells out, pal. Right, no, 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 no. I'm going to leave it like this. I always wanted to have shells and a bat. This is great. Uh, and he'll pull out his lighter, and he'll... <laughs> and start walking down the stairs. Does everyone follow yes. down the stairs? Yes. Wait, wait. Yeah. Did, Did you have knife? a knife, babe? Can I have your knife? What? You have a shotgun. I Would have a you shotgun. Have a knife before. I have a shotgun and a knife. I, 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 I tear. I, he takes off the top of his uniform, so Babe Ruth is shirtless, and he, and he, and he. That's right. That's right, ladies. Is he gonna make a bayonet? And he ties the knife. He ties the knife to the end of the shotgun, and makes a bayonet. And he's and he's swinging it like a bat. So a shotgun sword. <laughs> That's right. That's Told right. you. He's not leaving shotgun. any stone unturned. It is Final a, girl. It is a shotgun bat sword. What about this? Yes. Don't you understand? Exactly. <laughs> it's and, a, sh- uh, it's a right. batting shot spear. <laughs> and he'll continue to lead the way down weaponless with, uh, this <laughs> with, with this lighter. So that Babe Ruth <laughs> can have a bayonet of a shotgun. <laughs> That he's using as a baseball bat. Yes. <laughs> he's not using either weapon the way it's intended. <laughs> I just want to have all my options available. Like, what I'm going to... Hope they throw a bunch of baseballs at us. <laughs> but you've got a lighter. All right, so... Do we all have lighters? It's the 20s. You know what I mean? Do we all have lighters? What's that? Do we all have lighters? Yeah, you all have lighters. Yeah. If you smoke, you all smoke. smoke. Smokers, all heavy smokers. All Nothing heavy wrong smokers. It's good for your health, yeah, you Save enter the dark passageway, one by one, following uh, Weston Hooker's lighter. Amelia goes in, eyeing Weston, perhaps remembering her father's words. Lady Elvira goes perhaps. down. Lady Elvira came here with hopes and dreams of meeting her fourth husband, potentially. Carnegie might actually like this. Yeah, he's like a mysterious murderer. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically what he's playing. He may have fought in the war. It's possible. We'll never know. Not tonight, at least. (laughs) Came back and was a butler. And then Babe Ruth, carrying a shotgun with a knife attached to it, holding it like a Louisville slugger. Shirtless. 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 Don't forget that he's shirtless. (laughs) Yeah, Why? (laughs) What part? Oh, did you tie it with the shirt? Yeah, I took yeah. the shirt off and like tied it around. <laughs> please, Art, please. please I, we art. need art of this. Go on, Angela. You walk down the stairs, looking ahead, trying to see Weston's uh, Zippo lighter. And you see it up in the distance, but it almost seems like he's going around corners. It's getting more and more cramped. It's getting darker and darker. That light is not doing enough for you. And then for all of you, the light goes out. And uh, Weston, you see a opening 
and you walk through. It's like a door that's open, and you you walk. There's through. light coming through it. Yeah, there's light coming through. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold there. on, hold on. Let's listen. There. Let's all take a listen. No, no, no. There. Yeah. He says that, and none of you hear it or see it. You see a game room. Uh, there's a billiards table, uh, a couple dart boards, two uh, lanes of a bowling alley. Oh. Um, Gloomhaven. Just <laughs> yeah. Gloomhaven's totally set up. Warhammer 40K. <laughs> yep. There's like a mini painting station. Holy shit, is that a full miniatures job? We're on walking toward. I didn't figure it for an imperial fist uh, through a time kind of portal. What kind of dice are these? <laughs> there's a, uh, you know, there's a beautiful bar, long, long bar that takes up one whole side of the room. And uh, you see on the far side of the room with their back to you, someone playing pool. Walks around to the other side of the table, eyes, their shot, lines it up. Clifton? Walks around to the other side. Sir? Hey! Hello? You guys don't see any of this. Hey, pal? Oh. Weston has disappeared. Oh, His light is gone. You are in this room alone. Hey, pal. Buddy? Chief? Guy. <laughs> Do you walk towards him? Yeah, man. You Slowly walk, walking towards him. You walk towards him and calling him the entire time. And he straightens up. What's he, he wearing? He's wearing like a beautiful suit, really nice, cleanly pressed suit, but his jacket is off and he's got his sleeves rolled up, tie maybe half undone, but you can't see his face. But as you get closer and you're like, hey, buddy, pal, chief, he turns around to look at you. Lady Elvira, you step through a similar room, thinking that you're following right on Weston Hooker's footsteps but it's like a cramped room. There's not a lot of space to move around because that giant crate that you saw loaded onto the boat is taking up the majority of this room. It's just a huge 10 by 10 foot crate in a 13 by 13 foot room. And the only thing you see on the floor is a crowbar. Wasted. Mr. Hooker. What is this giant-ass crate doing in this room? <laughs> uh, if I see a crowbar and I see a crate, I'm going to open the crate. That's <laughs> what you do where I come from. What's up? What's your strength? Uh, good question. A 40? 40. Yeah. All right. Let's see if you can just do this with ease or if you run into any trouble. Give me a strength roll. Uh, since no one is looking, uh, she will spit in both hands, yeah. <laughs> pick up this crowbar, and... Just start uh, hitting it. And <laughs> start smashing the box. Just start smashing. <laughs> Just start smashing on the side of the I rolled a 69. Oh! Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, I have luck points to spend. 
or I could push this roll. So, what, okay, this is what I'm going to push this roll. She's going to, like, like, like roll up her, her, her skirt a little bit. She's going to put, like, her, her leg against the side of this crate. Yeah. As leverage to just kind of, like, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Open it again. Nothing, you would never do this in anyone else's but, presence. No, not in anybody's presence. Um, but she Very is an, unladylike. She is an equestrian, so she does have leg strength. Uh, but she is gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna use those those quads, man, to help her. <laughs> really lay into it. All right, give me that pushed roll. All right. Nineteen. All right. Under forty. So that is a that is a hard, hard success. success. Yeah. Pop, you get it. I mean, man, you must feel so strong. I feel empowered. Enough to vote one day. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. Slow down. Yeah, slow down there. And I mean, there is not a lot of space in this room for the box around whatever's inside of it to fall. But fall it does. It sort of crumbles uh, away to the way it's built. It's meant to open without a lot of space. And beyond it is a glass... Cube. Cannon. Glass cube. I was waiting for it. I was like, Is he going to say it? It's a, a glass cube uh, that has sort of a metal uh, structure around the edges to hold it up. And covering the inside of the cube is this like white, creamy substance. Relax. Well, no, no, she would know her creamy substances. Yeah. She knows what that this is not. She's it. We, ran it. we saw the semen earlier. I it's, mean, this would, you would have yeah. to be familiar with. We found the semen. Yeah. Um, it's one of the skills: white creamy substance. It's right here. It's a white, white creamy substance, and it's just like moving. And it's not just moving down. It seems to be moving down and up uh-huh. and to the side and all around in this sort of kaleidoscopic effect. Well, I have to touch it now, don't I? Of course. (laughs) You put your hands on the glass, and the glass feels uh, cold to the touch, like uh, petrifying cold. And as you put your hand there, you see the cream part. (laughs) Relax. Relax. I hate all of this. (laughs) I mean, it could have been like green. It could have been any color. It could have no, been it doesn't have to. You wrote this. I know what I'm doing. What? You have to evoke those things and then just shut up about it. You see a second hand come up and press against yours on the other side. Babe Ruth. Yes. You follow Lady Elvira. And all of a sudden, you find yourself in a greenhouse. It's hot in there, but thankfully you're shirtless. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're just you reek of hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> I know, like, so I reek of tobacco, hot dogs, and scotch. It's just <laughs> like sweat pouring out of me. Wonder why I lived till twenty. You know what? <laughs> this is actually getting like a little out of hand. Because I really, really want a scotch and a hot dog. I know. It does sound really good right now. All. I would love a scotch and a hot dog right now. And a cream soda to top it off. (laughs) Got her. Got her. (laughs) Babe. (laughs) 
<laughs> Babe, you, uh, you're in. The, you're just like you look back, and there's you don't even see how you got into this greenhouse. Uh, you can see the glass is all fogged up, but you can tell that you're outside because there's a portion of the ceiling, and you see the mansion in the distance, and you assume that's where you were. But like, how could you have? You didn't go that far down the staircase. There are plants in here that are up over your head, so you can't see, like, the rose beside you. However, you are certain there is a a figure walking in the next row. You just see, like, something between the plants. It's so thickly settled, but you see something moving and hear whispers. Uh, all right, so he's brandishing his knife-ended shotgun. Yeah. And uh, shirtless bleeding. <laughs> hey, hey, come back here, you, you dumb Marmaduke. Come back here. And he starts slashing at the, the plants with the knife end of the shotgun. Slash, you take some big cuts with your uh, shotgun yeah. knife bat. Really, like... And, Crazy uh, big swings. You're, you're knocking down. You're, you know, you're, you're in the jungle, basically, like, trying to slash yeah. at these. It's like things. spring training in Pensacola. <laughs> <laughs> you take, you're taking them down, and 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 you see this whatever this is, like very faintly can see it's so thick. You see this, and you, and you knock something over, and there's there's no one there. You move to the next row, and it's the same thing. All these things, and it looks like just as you get to that row, someone is moving around to the other side. Hey. Hey, come back here, you goofy Garfield. <laughs> I've had enough of your Heathcliffs and and uh, family t- circuses. Come back here. <laughs> so many. So many. Enough of you, this is enough of this family circus. Come back here. <laughs> I am putting you on a Call of Cthulhu show as soon as humanly possible. Do you follow him around, like, yes, swinging yes. wildly at yes, these plants? Yes, swinging wildly, like, through the brush. Just here. running down here, swinging yeah. wildly, and it seems like every time you see this figure or whatever it is, you try and slash, it disappears. You see a, a, a person or something walk around a corner, disappears, disappears. Ah, 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 ah. Just a shirtless big group covered in blood, just swinging wildly in this greenhouse covered in sweat. Amelia. Oh, Jesus. You enter a pool room. Not billiards, but a pool. Like a private indoor pool. It's so, you know that clammy feeling when you go into an indoor pool, that cloying smell of chlorine? It's all there. And laying in the middle of the pool, floating face down, is the body of what looks like an older man. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, and, um, I guess she goes in, in, into the pool. You jump into the pool? Get the, get the guy. Does it look yeah. like um, the doctor? You can't tell. Uh, you, you, you haven't met the doctor. It doesn't quite look like the picture, uh, the photograph that you saw, but that was from 20 years ago. This person looks a little bit more heavy set, but uh, face down. So you jump in the pool and try and save this person. I guess so, yeah. Okay. Do you have a swim <laughs> skill? Oh, shit. Um, a little bit. So maybe she, like, doesn't jump in. She goes around to the shallow end and, like, walks in and then tries to wade over. Okay. Well, she looks at her character sheet and she's like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... 
It's in, it's in the deep end. I'm going to go in the shallow end. So you get in the shallow end, and you just kind of wade your way out there, and you, you grasp the body, uh, and you are, you are you pulling it to the side, pulling it back to the shallow end? Yeah, pulling it back to the shallow yeah. end, trying pull, to get it out. You pull it back pool. to the shallow end, and you, like, cradle it in your arms, and you turn it over, and it's your father. Oh, my God. No, no, uh, duh, daddy, no, oh, um, so she, she, I don't know if she is, she's like maybe mildly good at first aid. Maybe she went to like a summer camp. I don't know. So she's going to try to do, you know, rich people shit. Um, so she's going to try to do like some, uh, chest compressions on him. Okay. What's your chest compression skill? My first aid skill. Let's see it. All right. So yeah, start pumping. <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, 35 over 30, but I'm going to use luck to... Make it a hard success. I feel like she's going to try really hard to do Amazing. it. Amazing. Yeah, this is your father. You've got to do everything yeah. you can to save him. You can spend five luck points. You're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing. Maybe breathing into his mouth. Pushing, pushing, pushing. Breathing into his mouth. You've pulled him up like so half of his body is in the water. Half is laying on the edge of the pool. And all of a sudden he starts coughing. Coughing up water. But the water just keeps coming out. It keeps coming oh, out man. so much so that it starts to overflow the pool. Oh, and wow. the pool starts like filling the edges of the room and you notice that the water is just this constant stream coming out of his mouth. He's just like, Aah! and the water is starting to rise up the sides of the room and you realize that you are not a strong swimmer. Carnegie. Hi. You're in a hedge maze. Of course. <laughs> I don't know if you spend any time tending the hedge mage that's probably left to the gardeners the gardener work, at yes. your estate but maybe you're but we uh, trade secrets maybe you're allowed to take a break from time to time and you're wander through the hedge maze yep. uh, it's night and you're there and you hear this sound from behind you ahoy hoy ahoy hoy <laughs> yes who's there please Click, Mr. Click, Clickson, Mr. Clickton. Try talking back here. (laughs) Anything? Can you hear me? This is Carnegie. Over. (laughs) You look behind you. You yell at it, and from around the corner comes the head of. What looks like a at first a, a snake, mm-hmm. but it's way too large for a snake, and it has way too many legs for a snake. As this, uh, so I mean, one would be too yeah. many. <laughs> <laughs> this, cylind- this is way too many. <laughs> way, way too no many. No snake has one. This leg is like no this. snake. This is no snake. This is you know. This is no <laughs> snake. This is a one-legged cylindrical monstrosity. That's how you know it's not a snake. Uh, a one-legged cylindrical horror. <laughs> This hor- horrible-looking, like, cylindrical creature with just one leg is just pushing itself along. <laughs> what? Oh, this is so much worse. No. at you, and oh it's all mouth. Oh. And it's coming directly at you. You look up ahead, and there are two ways you can go in the maze. What do you do? Oh, I was worried this was going to be a snake. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared of snakes. I'm so glad. I really lucked uh, out. Yes. Um, okay. No. Yes. No. That's far enough. 
Do not cross this line. <laughs> it's still lurping towards me. It's still coming towards you. It's, I, I'm telling you, we it's, are not. It's all do you speak mouth. English? <laughs> please, please stop. speak English. <laughs> stop, foul beast. Uh, uh, it's gaining on you. Uh, are you going wait, to Wait, I know try a little it? bit of French. Arrête. <laughs> are you going to attack it or are you going to run from it? I am not hanging around any snake, regardless of its legs. Okay. <laughs> I'm out. I'm going to go left. You go up and you go left. You turn left and give well, me a luck roll. You're going to be that way about it. And then you... Give me a luck roll. Of course. Um, why do I put the dice back with the other <laughs> dice? <laughs> mm-hmm. Rookie move. Um, that is an 11 under 80. Oh! Whoa! You do not see a dead end. You see a, uh, another passageway that just goes to the left, and then the right, and then the left, and then it splits again to the right and the left, and you still hear this thing. In fact, if you look behind you, it comes right on the corner. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it? <laughs> all questions. All mouth. <laughs> Is it, it's all mouth with one leg. Is it moving at a speed? It's just, ma- is it like a slasher movie where it's like, I'm running way faster than it, but I turn around and it's just somehow there? Yeah, it's Still there. It's, it's, it's picking up speed. Okay. It's like Terminator. All Give right. me another luck roll. You can see you're being a little persistent. That's a 19 under 80. 19 yeah. under 80. You turn I'm sorry, again. 16. Not that bad. You turn again, no problem. However, you keep moving, 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 uh-huh. and then you see the exit ah. to the maze. Well, you have not been a great conversationalist, so I am leaving this labyrinth. You leave the labyrinth. You see up in the distance the mansion, the estate. There is a uh, obviously a, an ocean, the, the Nantucket Sound, you would assume, in the distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you do see the mansion. There are several lights on. What do you do? I'm, gonna, I'm running for the mansion. Looks you familiar. Run for yeah. the mansion. Yeah. <laughs> We see Carnegie. We pan out from far away. We see Carnegie running towards the mansion. Pants are too tight. We come back to the game room. This man sitting here playing pool turns to look at you. It is someone very important from your past, Weston. And it's someone you are 100% sure has passed. Someone that is dead. Who is this person? Why are you making me do the work? <laughs> um, who's someone it's important? It's his brother. It's his brother? Easton. <laughs> Easton Hooker. He turns and he says, Oh, look at you. Home from... Uh, Home from Los Angeles. Perhaps you'd uh, fancy a game of nine ball. Easton? <laughs> That's right. Easton Haven't seen your own brother in a while. <laughs> you forget what I look like? Come on. Pick your cue stick, brother. <laughs> the hell's going on here? What are you doing here? You can't be here. I'm just playing pool. And I've gotten quite good at it. Yes, you used to beat me when you were younger, but not so much anymore because I have had time to practice. Yes, lots and lots of time. 
Am I dead? Oh, no. You're dead once we uh, put some money on the table, as it were. You fancy a bet? Sure. All right, what'll be uh, five, ten? You've got all the money in the world right now. You'd be stealing from me. Ten? Ten. Ten it is. Hopefully your poor little brother can afford this should I lose. (laughs) I'm not trying to hustle you there, Weston. You're a big shot out there in Hollywood. Don't come and see your family anymore. Didn't even come when I got sick. Shall I rack up? Easton, I'm sorry. Work, you know. Yeah, work. We all have work. You're a big Hollywood star now. Too busy to come home when things go wrong. But your brother Easton, he takes care of old mum and dad. No one was there to take care of old Easton, though. You want to shoot? Should I? You can shoot. All right. And he leans back to shoot. And he's like, Ah, what is all this hubbub? We're brothers. Shouldn't be fighting like this. Shouldn't be coy with you. It's been a while. How about you give your old brother a hug? He said, I'm sorry. It was work, you know. Oh, I I understand. The least you could do is... Make up for it by embracing me. Why, we used to run around and play in the yard together. We were thick as thieves, we were. Mother and father used to watch us play and think we'd be friends forever. Thought we'd be best men at each other's wedding. Didn't work out that way, but there's no reason we can't have a hug. For old time's sake. You said no lies. No lies? You saw my ten dollars? <laughs> Am I dead? (laughs) Not yet. Come here, brother. Come here. It's all right. It's all right. And he'll walk up and start, like, weeping and go into his arms. (laughs) It's all right. It's all right, brother. It's all right, Weston. It's all right, Weston. We go back to Lady Elvira. Lady Elvira, you have placed your hand on this creamy glass cube. (laughs) And another hand has reached up towards yours. There's glass separating the two of you. However, you feel flesh on flesh as if the glass did not exist. And as your hands meet, your hand on the other side clasps yours. Oh, my God. And begins to pull you into the cube. I don't fight it. You don't fight. And the hand (laughs) holds yours and pulls in. And then another hand comes out from over here. And another hand from over here. And another one. And another one. And then just... (laughs) You are pulled into the white cream. <laughs> Babe. 
babe, you are just like, ah, ah, ah. you're in this greenhouse and there are plants everywhere. You're just like, I mean, you look like an action hero. You're, yeah. Hair matted against yeah. your head, blood, sweat. There are no plants left in here at all. In fact, most of the windows of the greenhouse have been shattered from your wild, yeah, erratic yeah. swings. Yeah. And yet no one is in here. You see a door leading out. What do you do? Uh, he starts walking over to the door. You walk over to the door. You open it up. And it's like, now, budding! Babe Ruth! <sighs> the crowd goes nuts! <laughs> you look down and you are at Yankee Stadium. And it is a packed crowd on this Saturday afternoon doubleheader. And you are coming to the plate. You look up at the scoreboard. Bottom of the ninth. Two outs. Yanks down by a run. No one on base. You step up to the plate. Let's talk through it. Okay. You walk up there. Pitcher from the Oakland Senators. I don't remember Oakland what the team said. <laughs> he looks uh, in at the side. <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland? Cleveland? Well, maybe not Cleveland. I can't um, remember. The Portland White Creams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the, it's the Portland White Dreams. And the first pitch comes in. Give me a, uh, give me a relevant role for this. You look right. down. The shotgun knife is now a beautiful Louis oh, slugger. Oh, my, my old slugger is yep. in my hands. Uh, all right. So I not library use. Not um, <laughs> library use. Charm. Okay. Brawl. Could be, could be brawl. Yeah. Brawl. Brawl's kind of I'm going to hammer it. Yeah. You're going to hammer it. Okay. 90. Ooh. Strike one for the Bambino. Looks like it's going to be an early day for the Yanks here. Unless old Herman can fight his way out of this 0-1 count. Oh, here comes the pitch. Forty-nine under sixty. Forty-nine under sixty. Oh, he connects on it, and you hit this ball with all your might, and you see it fly all the way out. Even back then, Yankee Stadium was shitty. It's it's always Polo grass. <laughs> Anyone could hit a home run. <laughs> I know, especially lefties. <laughs> Especially a lefty. <laughs> and that ball flies out of there. Carnegie, you are running towards the house. Running towards the house, and you see Babe Ruth, shirtless, screaming and swinging. You run directly up to him, and he smashes your head with the baseball bat. And you just like, bah! <laughs> Babe, you'll never believe what I... <laughs> Hit the ground. And then Babe gets up and... Yeah, I start trying his little tiny baby steps around the base. My, my leg, my leg is just like it's twitching on near the batter's box. So, oh my god! Oh my god! Amelia, 
you see this water pouring out of your father's mouth. Do, 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 do you try to stop it? Do you try to do anything? Do you realize this is beyond your control here? What do you do? Yeah, I feel like at first she's just really like relieved that he's spitting up water and then being like, oh, this is too much, and then realizing it's just wild, so she tries to stop it. That's not working. It's getting too high, like comically high, and she's like, I gotta get out of this room. Yeah. You see a door. A door that you didn't see before on the far side of the pool, past the deep end. You'd have to get out of the pool, but now, in fact, the entire room is a pool. Your father is just shooting water out of his mouth. He's obviously beyond saving. You run for the door? Yeah, wade, run, whatever I need to do. (laughs) Swim, wade. So you know what? Go ahead and give me a swim check. Okay. (laughs) It's going to be a little tough. It's almost like a current. It reminds you of what happened to you when you were on that boat with old Captain Gloucester. I rolled a 29 and I have over 20 so I'm going to spend my last not well I'm going to spend 9 of my last 10 luck to get a success 9 of your test last 10 luck you swim I imagine this the water is now up over your head and you're just like swimming towards the door and you reach the handle and you open it and as you open it you are bathed in white cream what the But the white cream and the water from the room seem to intermingle, and you find yourself reaching not for a handle, but for Lady Elvira's hand. And your hands clasp and touch, and you pull open this room, and all the water and all the cream subsides. And you look around, and you are now in, like, some sort of laboratory. And Lady Elvira, you're there, too, and you're all wet. She's all wet. And you see... George Herman Babe Ruth standing there with a shotgun covered in blood. You see Carnegie lying on the ground like half of his head split open, just like blood gushing out. What is... And you see Weston Hooker lying on the ground sucking his thumb. (laughs) There are... A dozen or so medical gurneys in the room with small, thin mattresses on them. And on top of every cot, looks like there's a body on that cot. But they're all covered in a uh, white sheet. There's various tubes and pipes going to each body. And the tubes are going to several machines. And they're mostly all attached to the heads of the bodies. And there is a man that looks like an older version of the man you saw in the photograph. And he's just like reading a chart... And he's like, oh, hello there. Looks down at Carnegie. Looks at <laughs> Hooker on the ground. Uh, are the three of you the only ones that remain? Where, where are we? Ah, uh, yes. What is I, the meaning of all this? Uh, don't worry, your friends will be fine. Uh, I do apologize for all of this. I imagine this has been a bit of a difficult day for all of you. Um, If it's any consolation, and I always say this, your sacrifice will not go underappreciated by me, for certain, and uh, for countless others that will uh, one day be able to benefit from my research. Your friend here, Hooker, wake him up. And and the one here with the smashed-in head, uh, just kind of push it back together. I'll be okay. Yes. Um, Sacrifice? What? What sacrifice? I'll explain. Uh, which one are you? He looks at a chart. 
Amelia. Right. Uh, yes, here. He pulls back a sheet, and you see your own body lying on a cot. Roll a sanity check, Amelia. Sixty two under seventy. Whoa. Nice. Take four points of sanity damage. <laughs> God. You see, uh Amelia, uh today was mostly about uh isolating the fear center of the brain. I know it must seem rather barbaric, and I'm sorry for that, but the grey matter that rests within the amygdala is crucial to early childhood development. And uh I feel like it's the last element that I need to return her to me. Do you understand? What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> girl, he's talking about the girl. Oh. Yes, this is often... So what, the... you're just going to take my brain out? No, not quite. I get this direction. Here, let me show you. And he just starts pulling down sheets and you see all of your bodies lying on these carts. Uh, everyone except Amelia and I roll a sanity check. Am I there? Am I there too? Oh, babe's there. Yep. Oh, am ah. I uh, awake and not sucking my thumb? Yep. Yep. They shook you up, and you were like, "Is my brain back in my head?" Forty-eight under sixty-five. Okay, four points of sanity damage. Ninety-eight over fifty. Oh, Jesus! Uh, give me a uh, bye-bye. Let me give me a one d twelve sanity damage. Woo! Uh, Anybody bring a twelve-sided, babe? <laughs> Uh, 97 over 50. I'm going to need a 1d12 from you as well. And uh, Carnegie? I got a, a, a 13 under 34. Okay, so you take four points of sanity damage. Uh, Babe and uh, Hooker, 12 points. Or uh, d12. 10 points of sanity damage. 11. 11. I need uh, an intelligence check from both of you. Okay. Uh. Oh. 54 under 60. Oh, no. Uh, 81 over 55. Okay. So you're fine. You can't quite make sense of all this. You However, idiot, I know. Weston, you do. And I would like you to tell me how your bout of madness manifests here in this moment. Uh, yeah, he's like, I'm dead! We're all dead! And he just starts, like, flipping the gurneys. No, 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 no. We're all dead! Mr. Hooker! Up, up, and he snaps his fingers, and these like eleven foot tall beings come in, and like uh, they like uh, <laughs> they lank their way in and grab you. There's like three of them, and they're holding you. He's like, "It's all right, it's all right. I know, I know. This is this is a lot to take in." Uh, I do apologize, but you deserve to learn the truth, at least. I know that you come from money, and uh, Mr. Ruth, you uh, are poised to make a, a fortune as well, and Miss Elvira, you've done well for yourself and the others. Who knows what time and energy would get you. Let me tell you something. I always thought that money could cure all problems, and I was right for a long time, until young Marjorie passed. Of cholera, no less. The disease that I aided in eradicating was the cruelest demonstration of irony the world has ever seen. And my dear wife 
Bless her heart, was never the same afterward. And how could you blame her? We tried so long for a child and was finally gifted one only to lose her. So, ever the opportunist, I saw an opportunity to both ease her suffering and perhaps do the impossible. Bring young Marjorie back. While the first experiment failed with my dear wife, I learned so much above all else that this might truly be possible. But I needed to continue testing my theories. Twenty plus years later, and you realize he's got like wide crazy eyes as he's telling this, I feel closer than I've ever been. In fact, you, any one of you, could be the final piece of my puzzle. It could be your essence that brings Marjorie back to me. And then think of all the others that could benefit from this scientific breakthrough. To never have to grieve again. Ah, yes. The ones grabbing your friend, Mr. Hooker. They are my newest business partners, actually. I've made strange bedfellows over the years here on my island. And at first... It was nearly impossible for me to find test subjects. I had to settle for the unhoused or, or sex workers and, uh, uh, you know, people who wouldn't it's be a hooker missed. right here. You there can... is. But the process was so slow, one at a time. After a decade of trying and failing to make any headway, I was called on by visitors from beyond. He points to these 11-foot-tall, lanky creatures. Can you believe that? God didn't hear my prayers, but they did. So, while I can't say they've been actually helpful to my research, they've been instrumental in helping me with this ugly business of cleanup. I've invited so many people into my house over the years, it would look rather suspicious if they never returned. So, my new friends here, they're the ones that return to the mainland. Draped in the husks of my guests. So you should take heart. Your loved ones will never know what happened. Your husbands and wives, if you have any, will wake up soon next to their dear love, and all of you will live on eternally. Isn't that wonderful? It is a gift that I give you. It's, it's not... No, that's not a that's not a gift. That's not a great trade. We're dying. It's not real. Dying is not quite what it is. Look, you walked around my home. You explored. You experienced things. There's no reason that can't continue. Your subconsciousness is just elevated to a new level of consciousness. Wait a minute, there, High and Lois. I don't trust these Martian bean poles to take care of my, to satisfy my dozens and dozens of mistress, mistresses. <laughs> Are you crazy? <laughs> Mr. Ruth, we both know your lifestyle will not lend itself to a long life. They will do the best they can. <laughs> <laughs> you just stay away from my friend Lou Gehrig, all right? <laughs> 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 so, if there are no further questions, uh, make sure that he lives a long, healthy life. He's got a long career ahead of him. If you, you do get him, make it something unique. 
Yeah, something. Yes. <laughs> Just make sure. Something, something special for him. <laughs> there are no further questions. Yes, sir, uh, there are many questions. First of all, how do you know that those beings over there, the, how do you know you said yourself that they weren't answering your prayers? How do you know that they're actually helping you? Second of all, I didn't spend all these years of my life having to go through three dead husbands, two, two dead husbands, two dead husbands, and having to go through that grief all on my own, and I didn't, I didn't have to waste all of my youth on them to just die and just Spend it here with these, these, this, this house with, with, with her heads all over the place, and then a pool that clearly doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I'm a... not going. I'm not going willingly. A bunch of cream and a pair of hookers. It's like one of his films. Too much cream. <laughs> there is too much cream in this house. <laughs> too I'm... much cream. I know. I know. It's <laughs> like a it's... French kitchen in here. It's <laughs> it's very unfortunate, and I. Uh... If it's any consolation, I do feel bad. However, you get to experience things that most could never dream of. As long as you don't do anything foolish, you can live on like this. If it's so great, then why don't you experience it? Well, once I make this breakthrough and bring my daughter back, I will teach her my methods. And should anything happen to me, she will take on the family business. Mr. Hooker. What's You're a madman, Clifton! Out of mind! You're out of bounds, is that what you said? You're just being held by some 11 foot creature. <laughs> if you can behave yourself, Mr. Hooker. <laughs> <laughs> and he is fighting to get away from this 11 foot thing. All He's right. not behaving. Give me uh, <laughs> a, a brawl check. Uh, uh, 52 over 41. 52. Oh. Wow, it's combat. Oh, You can use yeah. that. Michael! Ah. Michael! I'll spend uh, nine luck to make that a success. Okay. Do any of you start going wild with Mr. Hooker, or are you just, like, yeah. taking this? Yes, oh, yeah. It's time. It's time to swing away for the babe. All right. Let's walk <laughs> through and tell me what you do. Are you spending luck to make that a success? Yeah. All right. You break through. And you start running wildly. Uh, babe, you right, are next I'm in the deck I'm swinging order. the shotgun with the blade end out. And when I make contact, which I will, I'm going to pull the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> What's your roll? 31 under 70. Oh! Yeah! I'm calling my shot. 31 under 70 is a hard success. Dr. Clifton rolls an extreme success on the dodge. However, that just means he dives for cover. So you get a penalty die. So you get to roll again and take the lesser of the two okay. of the 10 side. Oh, okay. 76 over 70. Boom! The shotgun blast hits Carnegie's body that's laying there. And Carnegie's body falls over. And when that happens, you feel like this rush of blood to your head. And it is pa- uh, Lady Elvira's turn. Uh, in in the moment where where all of this was happening, uh, I want to drop to the ground as soon as the the gun comes up, and I want to like crawl over to his foot, and I just want to stab my knife right into his foot. He's laying on the ground, so you do a crawl move, and you've got this uh, knife from the kitchen. Give me a melee attack here. 
Uh, a what attack? Fighting. Uh, fighting. Fighting or brawling, whatever's better. Fighting or brawl. Okay, same thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I would need to spend 50 luck to make this happen. Oh. I have 59, and I'm gonna fucking spend it. There you nice. go. Why not? Yeah. Why not? All right. He doesn't even see you coming. You come up, and you stab Henry, Henry Clifton right in the foot. He's like, Gah! Give me a D4 uh, for damage. Roll high. Whole D4. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Four! Yes! Yeah! yeah! So he's like, maybe you, you hit him so hard that you've, like, pinned him to the floor. Carnegie. Yeah, that was my intention. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't Carn- <laughs> Carnegie. So the, the blood ru- the blood is... Blood fun. rushes to your head as your body takes some buckshot and falls. The gurney falls, and your body just flops to the ground, and you feel yourself moving in the same direction as the body. Uh, Carnegie <laughs> steadies himself and, like, feels the side of his head where there's clearly some viscous... Uh, chunky material that's coming out. It's his brains. And it's just like... like Puts him back in. His eyes are like going in different directions because of the brain. And he's like... And like brings his eyes so he can see three-dimensionally again. Um, And then is just like looks over the doctor. He's like, I just don't... I have one question for you. Who's going to clean up this mess? <laughs> <laughs> and he starts uh, running with the cleaver. And he's going to come down onto the uh, doctor. All right. I got a penalty die to my dodge, which yeah, means do. it is going to be a 75. If you get a success, this will hit. Uh, here we go. Uh, I got an 83 over 30. I have 80 points of luck. Oh! I'm spending all 80 points of luck (laughs) to go full fucking extreme. (laughs) Extreme! (laughs) Extreme. You bury the butcher knife in the back of his neck, and he's just like, oh, oh, blood just gushing out. Amelia, you see this all go down. Uh, Elvira has stabbed. (laughs) George Herman Babe Ruth is shooting. Hooker has escaped and started to knock everything over. What do you do? So listen, that last... roll for damage real quick? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, roll damage. That's going to be a D6 for that butcher knife. All right. Four. Four. All right, so eight points of damage total. So listen, that last bit of sanity that I lost made it so that... I had lost five total for the day. That's okay. It has and to be. She has a softer brain for cult things. She's already in a cult, so she sees these beings, and I feel like she maybe walks up, approaches them, and she's like, "Are you, are you the Harbinger? Are you them?" And the being like it turns away because there's three of them. One of them turns away from Mister Hooker, and nods. And she just falls to her knees, I guess. She goes, oh. And we black out. Very quickly, I'd like to see some epilogues here, starting with Lady Elvira. Starting with who? You return home. Oh, to me. Okay. You return home to your life. Tell me what that looks like. Um, well, currently we're supposed to be 
taking a nice summer holiday in the Cotswolds. And um, I returned to my dusty old husband, who is, I've been slowly poisoning. <laughs> as I'm making correspondence with our attorneys and making sure that uh, everything is to be left in my name. Carnegie. Carnegie uh, has returned home and uh, written a novel based on this entire thing that's a hit. And now he is the rich one. And he has an army of servants that he treats incredibly respectfully because he knows what it's like. But he still is like, Carnegie's the one in charge. Also, he um, can't do math anymore. <laughs> uh, he's always smelling jam. Tasting it all the time. Strawberry. Uh, and just is living on a, on a, in a spacious mansion that's almost too big to comprehend. Hooker. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know what happened at the end. What happened? Just keep Did talking. Did he die? Keep I'm talking. Just, just trying to see what your life looks like after this if you return home. Did he die? He said if. What does you look like? You're, you're yeah. returning to your home. You're, you're landing in uh, the Los Angeles airport. I don't know if it was LAX back in the day. And you're driving up to Burbank. Um, uh, yeah, he just... I, I don't know. Does he he go, returns home? <laughs> he returns home. It's terrible. Let's really go out on a whimper, Joe. Returns <laughs> <laughs> home. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> Regular Wayne Brady. Yeah, yeah just yeah. sanding <laughs> left and right. <laughs> what about Babe Ruth? Babe Ruth has, with this brush with the other side, has grown to learn what is really important in life. And he gets home and he swears to himself that he's going to just get home and hug every one of his mistresses so hard <laughs> and never let them go. He's going to treat every hot dog like it was his last. <laughs> and he goes on to hit 47 home runs and lead the league in RBIs the following <laughs> season. So we see Lady Elvira and Carnegie and uh, Babe Ruth and Weston return to their homes and go about their life. Carnegie obviously makes some changes. All of you think perhaps very deeply about what occurred, but we see each of you in conversations. I love that In Dreams is playing next door right now while you're saying this. <laughs> <laughs> We see each of you in conversations after this, talking to someone else, and that person is just talking to you, and there is just this long stare from your eyes where you're not quite sure who it is behind those eyes. We go back to the laboratory, and we see these beings picking up gurneys, placing Weston back on his cot, and Carnegie and Lady Elvira and Babe Ruth putting the sheets back on. You see them taking the body of Dr. Clifton and whisking him away. And then we see a mailman delivering a letter to a house. 
And a guy comes out and is addressed to Lou Gehrig. <laughs> and says, Dear Mr. Gehrig, you are cordially invited oh, no. to a <laughs> no, not special no, party. Not Lou. No, not no. Stay away from the white cream. <laughs> no, not Columbia Lou. Signed, Miss Amelia Hawthorne. Oh. 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 And that's the end of the show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amelia and the cult. I win. They always win. The cult just always I win. Won. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. That was so Thank fun. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. We got to do this again. Yeah. You guys are the best.